It's finally here, everybody. We made it. We actually made it. 13 years later, seven spin-off games, but Kingdom Hearts Leads finally arrived. I'm next to the happiest person on the planet, Ben Magnet. I was so happy <laughs> when I got the game. Oh, my God. It's the 129th. Oh, I don't know. Episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. 128th. 28th. Happy 128th episode, Kingdom Hearts 3 fans. What's up, Spark Plugs? Hey, You're the Sparks now. I don't know why I plugged you. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, What's up? gross. Hey, listen, frothy stuff. Hey, Brandon, <laughs> T. McClure, what's going on, guys? I am good. Hey, guys. Yeah, so a big game came out. We're all excited, I think, except for Brandon. I mean, I'm excited for you. That's I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. That's great. I'm not actually playing it, though. These guys are. It's so good. I- I'm not going to lie. I legit almost started crying when I got to the opening the, like, the opening cinematic after you like set your difficulty and everything. I almost cried because it's here. It's finally here. The wait is over. Hallelujah. I know. It was so exciting to see 2.9 come up on the screen. I was pissed. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was uh, the second that wait, happened. what happened? Okay, so here's what happens. <laughs> it's funny. So the game starts off right when um, Fragmentary Passes ends with Sora, Donald, and Goofy jetting off to Olympus Coliseum, right? Because Sora lost his power. It's it's weird. Don't worry about I mean, it. You don't, yeah, okay. I'm, I'll so, so So the trio shoots off to Olympus to see Hercules. And right when they as go through does. the as right when they go through the wormhole, it, the screen pops up and says Kingdom Hearts two point nine, and I'm like, God damn it, Nomura! I'm pretty sure that was Nomura just like trolling us for one little. So bit. wait, so wait, there's a troll. In it's this. a good troll. So, so the whole the whole Olympus thing is technically in the game categorized as two point nine, and once you finish the Olympus world, then you start Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> what? Yeah, that w- I don't That's know. That's real good. I don't know. That's that was Nomura just going troll. But the opening prologue is great. I had oh, no, a, yeah. a lot more fun with that prologue than I did with Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but... It's a great game. Uh, I I am much farther behind than you, and yeah. yet I've spent a, a little over half the same amount of time playing. Well, Ben, you're staying up to like 7 in the morning, so like it's understandable why you haven't played No, 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 sports. I'm saying that he's only about 7 hours ahead of me, but he's worlds ahead of me. Oh, I get you, because you're taking I've your time. I've spent way more time yeah. in worlds. Yeah, because uh, Brandon, there are legit hidden Mickeys in this game. Oh, that's cool. And you get a, a cell phone in the game called a Gummy Phone, and you can have Sora take selfies, selfies. of these hidden Mickeys. Man, those selfies. It is great. Really working how, how many of those have you been hunting down, by the way? Uh, I've been looking around for them. Uh, when okay. I was in uh, Arendelle, Frozen World, I think I found a, a decent amount of them. I don't know how much. You know, they're they're the key to the secret ending. They are. Yes. Oh, well, I'm definitely gonna have to find. I'm. I was definitely gonna find them all before I beat the final boss. Okay. That was definitely because my goal was to find all the hidden Mickeys, or as they call them, the lucky emblems right because i saw a few of them in olympus i'm like why is there a hidden mickey right yeah here? that you can't you can't start taking pictures <laughs> yeah. of them when you first start seeing them you're like oh neat it's like there's <laughs> why is there a mickey insignia here there's one in thebes why is there one here in the, in the uh in uh the realm of the gods this is weird and then you get the gummy phone and you're like oh that's cool uh we don't. We shouldn't talk on it too long. But man, no. that game looks really good. Oh yeah, it looks that great. game looks incredible. And it plays great too. Yeah. The, yeah. the environments are massive. It's 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 a whole lot of fun. Non-spoiler review. It is great. I love it. Yay. Yeah. The wait is over. This oh. is this is a game that you would get behind, Brandon. I'm sure. Oh, you yes. have a lot. You'd have a lot of like catch up. But I mean, like, I'm talking. You as a person who hasn't really done Kingdom Hearts, going to the old games, the gameplay is a little dated, mm-hmm. and and you'd kind of feel that as someone totally new to the series. Yeah, but this one is the kind of like flow gameplay that you'd really enjoy playing. You yeah. just have a lot of narrative to understand. This yeah. is 
this is, and I've seen comparisons, it's the Infinity War of video games because there's a lot. You can't just walk into this game without knowing anything because, like, people who've only played one and two, there are seven other games you need to play. That's true. Jeremy uh, picked up Kingdom Hearts 3 because he just really? couldn't resist. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. But he's only played one and two. Oh, no. And so he was like, um... I'm all, and so I sent him that video. <laughs> Nominee, who? I sent him. I sent him that video because I was like, "You need to watch this if you're seriously gonna try and play through, and not the, play everything else. You gotta, you gotta like, you gotta do your homework." Yeah, if there's, like, a, oh, if there's, if there's I, a gripe. I, oh, sorry, go for it. real quick. That's not fair. No, if there is one I mean, gripe to Kingdom Hearts three is that if you haven't, if you haven't been invested in the series since the very beginning, I mean the very beginning, you haven't played everything, you're screwed. It's 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 basically like like. Ev- like when a comic book event where you have to read every single tie-in, sure. or you won't understand the main book. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. But that, but that, but the, but they get really pissed off when that happens. No, for sure. This that. is something I was talking about with Ryan, where I'm like, it's kind of ridiculous that when you look at the all the things they've made for Kingdom Hearts, the the games that actually revealed the story that's important in three aren't even one and two. No. Well, see, like if it was one, they're and- they're all the side stuff is what has revealed the important story in three, not one and two. Like if all the side stuff was like, you know, not necessarily necessary, but helped. That's something. That's something else. But this is like you need to play the PSP and no, yeah, you don't need to play every single game. There are ones you can skip, like Recoded, mm-hmm. but but. But things you like Birth need, by Sleep. You need Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop. Distance. That introduces like three of your other major characters. And like if you didn't play, if you've only played one and two, you don't know who they are. And they are, they're your new like, it's crazy. This but is it's an like, investment I don't know it, I'm willing to get into. It is an investment. But again, like it's, it's one that's like worth it. But fortunately, we live in such a big age of like people doing recaps and everything. There's ways yeah. you can find out and catch yourself up on the story and still I've watched like in. five 30 minute videos yeah. catching myself up no I mean I've like Jeremy watched a bunch of them too I forget the name of the guy who made the one that Barry Kramer Barry Kramer Barry Kramer put out a great Kingdom Hearts summary video that's very entertaining but gets everything across and I sent that to Jeremy and he's like oh now I get it I can play three yeah. and and he can like he's played one and two he's familiar enough with the series that he's fine so see. so the options are out there like you can get yeah. through it okay alright so, well. so like so, Kingdom Hearts three is out. What is this? The final thing that's taken a long time to come out. That's out. Like Duke Nukem came out. This came out. Like is there? Is this the the final one? I don't know. Let's see if the Batman actually comes out in two years. That's not <laughs> taken thirteen years to get made. Though. Not yet. I, oh DC, no way, no way. <laughs> Let's see when the next Superman well, movie wanna, comes if out. If you want to go game, if you want to just go games, Avengers, the Avengers project. That started development, development like two years. Three years. It's one year, and then they announce it. Bro, and then there's two years that's later. that's Death Stranding too. Well, final, there's a lot of games fi- like Final that. Final Fantasy 15 was that's, out because Final Fantasy. That's what I mean. Final Fantasy 15 took ten years, and Final it's out. Fantasy versus 13. Yeah. When it also, I started. bet you Death Stranding is not coming out in the next two years. Yeah. That one. That one could be a long. long but like, wait. I think I think that's all the PS5. all the decade games are out. That's what I mean. Oh, that's for that's now. Fair. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't know what's. But uh, but I mean, the ones that we know about. This no, is like I know. The, like it's it's cool. Yeah. I mean, hell, that Final no, Fantasy VII it. remake could take a decade for all we know. Shit. And this this at yeah. least lived up to most of its expectations. Mm-hmm. I, I would say every single one, but most. I, I'm I happy. I forget that they that they are remaking Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I feel like they do too. <laughs> They're like, I, oh I right, we have this project. It's weird because on my Facebook thing, it, on my Facebook feed, because you know how sometimes Amazon says, oh look at stuff that's on sale. They have those stupid ads. One of them is the Final Fantasy VII remake. I was like, that's not real yet. That's yeah. some sale. S- Square yeah. Enix has a pretty common problem, I think, of like... Announcing things too early. Well, that... They, and they, they, they said but that they work, But they work really hard on the game to make it good. But 
almost every time, even though I like the games, almost every time that they release a game, it still feels like it's about a year behind where it should yeah. be. Yeah, I can see that. Even like even, Final even Fantasy Kingdom 15. Hearts three, I'll say that yeah. because Kingdom Hearts three visually, like the graphics are great. They're the best that the Kingdom Hearts series has ever had. They're actually still not quite up to the peak of what the PS four because is capable of, or the Xbox they're still one. working on it. They've been working on the game for so long. There are some aspects of the game that are still like PS three stuff. No, for sure. Same with Final Fantasy I, fifteen. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Is like that's that. This is a regular problem with Square Enix, where something, some aspect of the game is still kind of like a year or two behind. And I right? think why. Uh, the seventh remake's gonna take longer is because they stopped, they restarted production on it. Like they got like a new team involved because I think for that exact reason they were using old old software and they're like this isn't gonna be up to par. So we've got to restart this shit. I thought of the game we're still waiting for. What Half Life? That's never gonna happen though. I know, but everybody's still waiting. You, you want? You got D- me. Didn't they say, didn't a Portal? There, also, there's a there, there there were rumors I, years ago about another Portal game. I guess, but there's never been like a. A big track field for for another portal. Right. Uh, they actually recently released a portal like bridge construction game, but like port like Half Life is the last bastion. I think you're right. That game's never coming out though. No, I, I but figure man, it's not. You, but you it got is. me there. You got that's that's yeah. a good answer. Yeah, I thought this game strip says like Half Life Three is not going to happen. It we're not doing it. Stop asking for it. Yeah. So, did you guys do anything else this week? No. <laughs> yes. Um, I... Oh man. It's time. We got to talk a little bit about Twin Peaks, baby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, we finished the original Twin Peaks series. And Which then came out in 1992. And then we watched the movie that David Lynch made. That is, it's a pr- it's pretty much all a prequel, mm-hmm. but you can't watch it without having watched the original series. You'll be totally confused and mm-hmm. nothing will mean anything. So we watched that and then we've started The Return, which aired, on show team, which aired on Showtime. And that that's some good... Sh- that's some good television. Now I've I'm enjoying I, so, I'm enjoying my time. Okay, so yeah, so obviously you've continued to watch the show, yeah. so you have to have some appreciation of it. This is my favorite show of all time. So like, I want to hear like, why do you like it as much as you as you seem to do? Like, can you explain it better? Because I can't explain things very well. So, besides, so it's crazy. It's just crazy. Original Twin Peaks, I like for different reasons than I like where we're at now. Same. The character S- stuff in the original season is top. The, the top character notch. stuff is really great. Except for like that middle part of season two is god awful. Yes, and mostly because of the parts with James. James. If they cut those, yeah. I'd be fine. Um, That's because David Lynch. Stupid, David Lynch stupid left stuff. the show after season two because they they destroyed it basically. It's it's interesting because Twin Peaks is a show that was made to make fun of soap operas, and it's gone very far away from that that original intention. Now we're dealing with with but, uh, doppelgangers and parallel yeah, realities. You can see it when so you first Kingdom Hearts. Yes. yes, you can see it when you first start the show. That it's very much like par- parable on soap opera, but if everything in a soap opera was actually like serious and mattered, mm-hmm. but then it, it it drifts away from like that. Like my over dental time. cousin who takes my liver, and I'm well, like, now that same person. It's like high school drama, yeah, and like yeah. drugs, and just like, like drugs and, uh, and all the things that would be like casual in most soap operas that are taken more seriously. Um, but I I like that because of the quirkiness in a way and just how bizarre Twin weird Peaks small would be. town stuff and then towards the end of season two it's that I like the show because it's it's just crazy uh, and that's really what it is at this point is that I'm invested in like the crazy aspects now even though I still care about the quirky characters I'm invested in all the craziness that's happening and where can it's I, going can I tell a little anecdote about David Lynch real quick yeah um I so I went to I might have already told this. This happened two weeks ago. So if I stopped, you, if I told this stuff. You texted us. I'm I texted really talked about it. On the show. I wanted to share it on the show. I was, um, I was at a birthday party for, for my girlfriend's coworker. And it, next to us was the 
like red carpet. It was like the after party premiere for this movie called Final Wi- The Final Wish, which is done by the guys who did Final Destination. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not yet rated. Uh, it doesn't look very good. I'm sorry to say. Uh, but it had some celebrities make appearances, and they had like this thing, and and I was and I was like looking over. Oh, oh, I was just trying to, I got an invite to that, and uh, I, I'm I'm looking around, seeing around in the crowd. Like this is a nothing film. Probably nobody's here. Oh, there's David Lynch. Why is David Lynch here? <laughs> I love things with the word final in them. And I was like, I was just kind of like looking at him for a bit because I was, I was like, there's no way that's David Lynch. Yeah. And then I kind of looked at a picture. I heard his voice like. Yeah, that's David. Why are you here? Yeah. He was just chatting. He's got to some a very people. recognizable voice if you've heard him before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's he's he was just chatting to some people who were talking about his his filmography. Like these were film like clearly film students who were just talking to David Lynch. Sure, sure. And I'm just like, oh, you shouldn't be here. Why are you here? <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, I don't think he's really working on anything right now. Just real quick, we can end it here. Uh, tell him about Gobble Gobble. Oh God, there's this one part in the movie where. One of the main characters is talking to James, who's a waste of space, and He's the lamest she, character. So lame. And she says, uh, uh, "I'm just, I'm just a turkey or something." And then he, James is like, "Turkeys are the dumbest birds." And then she's like, "Gobble gobble," <laughs> but it's so <laughs> serious. It. It's and so it's so serious. sincere. And I'm like, she's got tears down her face. I can't deal with gobble this. gobble. Yeah, yeah. It, I can't. Man, it's it's that's so, why I love the show. Yeah, it's it's like. <laughs> multiple emotions at the same time like like horror and hilarity or like somberness and like super surreal shit there's like just somebody yelling nonsense in the background while two characters having a really heart to heart moment yeah. uh it's just it's there's not a lot of things like it and that's why you, i really you appreciate brought up it. you brought up kind of how like david lynch kind of doesn't care about how the audience feels he about doesn't care about us he at just all. does what he wants um i think that that kind of I, I see why that that just appeals to me a lot. Yeah, yeah, it definitely appeals to me. Yeah, because I'm just like this dude. He doesn't have an agenda. He's it, not like talking. To, he's not talking to some board members who have to like tell him what to do. It's a lot like the private films that we've made before. It it gets kind of like I don't care. I'm just gonna do this but here. Million dollar budgets yeah. and just just for people listening, to, when he does, he doesn't mean porn. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> you, said, I, you said I do. Oh no, <laughs> you said no, private I films. I do. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's uh, Twin Peaks can't, you can't you can't Google them, so it's no. whatever. Uh, home movies, home movies, yeah, private home movies. That sounds worse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we're in porn. Uh, I have to go with Brandon on this what one. Else? That does sound worse. What else did I? Uh, I started a new anime this week called uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Another which, new anime. You were talking about a couple weeks ago about a new anime you started. Yeah, uh, because I've been doing anime night with a few friends Nice uh, every week, and we start a new series called Rising of the Shield Hero, which I think everybody here would like, but I think kind of especially you. He's pointing to me. Brandon, uh, because it's uh, this guy who's uh, very much a kind of shut-in nerd, and he goes to the library and he what are you trying to say? opens a book, and I'm explaining, <laughs> he opens a book, and he gets sucked into the world in the book. Never heard a story, got it. <clears throat> Page master, page master, but uh, he sucked in with three other guys who are from three alternate versions of Earth. Oh, They're not from the same world as him. Bitch, and sounds awesome. They are the four prophesized heroes who are meant to wield specific weapons according called? to this kingdom. It's called Rising of the Shield Hero, and uh, one has a spear, one has a bow and arrow, one has a sword, and then our main character has the shield. 
And then the thing is that like there's this great ceremony about the four heroes and the the prophecy and everything. And then the it, over the course of the first episode, the shield hero realizes that nobody in the kingdom actually cares he's there. Nobody takes him seriously. Nobody believes that he's important or can do anything. And including the other three heroes, they don't think that either. They're like, yeah, in our worlds, the shield hero is always the lamest. And Macaulay Culkin comes in, and, and Patrick so, Stewart's there, and voicing so a book. He decides that he's just gonna find his own way to save the world. So okay. he just like he says, "Forget it. I'm not even going to cooperate. Whatever. I'm doing it my way." Then, and it's really good. All right, I'm sold. By the way, Page Master, really good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, no, no, I have it. It's on VHS. It's one of my favorite movies when not, I was a kid. Wait, Ryan, why are you shaking your head? You, I, we've talked about this. We've Page, talked about this. Page Master is an American classic. I would love to argue that. That argue that. <laughs> we are changing the topic American of today's classic. episode. I think I need to rewatch Page Master to get an argument with you, but I could also see where you're coming from. That's one of those I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember Christopher uh, Lloyd as the wizard, Leonard hey, Nimoy as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Hey, people don't make uh, good good actors don't always make great movies. Uh, uh, oh, that movie, uh, true. That movie, like a lot of uh, movies from our childhood, uh, is just nostalgia to me. Yeah. See, I've watched Whoopi it recently, Goldberg. and I don't, I, I don't think that movie. Whoopi Goldberg is fantasy. That, that's yeah. A great. Jim Cummings wow. as horror. Wow, and, people. And also, uh, um, Leonard Nimoy as Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I literally yeah. just said that. Wait, yeah. is Leonard Nimoy Doctor Jekyll? Yeah. What about Mister Hyde? Yeah. Okay. Again, just said that. No, you said um, Christopher Lloyd was the. That'll uh, change Ryan's opinion right there. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd was the wizard slash librarian. And then I said immediately after Leonard Nimoy as Doctor Jekyll. This is a I debate for a different day. No, yeah, uh, wait, real quickly because because Ben interrupted what I was trying to say. I wasn't saying that it's good because of the voice cast, which is what which is what Ben started spouting out. What I was saying was that the the film I think actually does hold up and is a, and is a really interesting and good classic uh, a classic eighties adventure film, much in the same way that. Neverending Story tried to be, but I think it succeeds where Neverending Story fails, which is putting which is putting emphasis on, you know, it's it's what it was what we tried to do in the eighties, tried to get people into libraries, tried to get people to read. It was an adventure film saying, like, here's what books can do. And I think it succeeds more so where Neverending Story I, fails. I uh I really like everything you just said and I appreciate that. Um uh, that's a that's a good take. Uh that's I, my thesis. That's that <laughs> I just I uh I actually like Night of Running Story more, but I also like. Uh, uh, it, it's been a while since I watched Page Master, so I'll watch mm-hmm. it again. Uh, but this is a debate for a different day. Different day. See us on YouTube. Yeah. Different I'm, day. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad I had to put that out so succinctly. Yeah. Okay. I also like the Never Running Story. Um, anyway, anything uh, else you want to bring up? I watched Swiss Army Man. This that is a farts, movie which farts, I hadn't farts, seen. That is an interesting film. That's an interesting film. Uh, that that is the film. Uh, if you haven't, if you don't know, is uh, uh, Paul Dano and and Daniel Radcliffe. Paul Dano, Dano is stranded in in the forest, and uh, he meets a dead body. No, on an island. On an island, and it's been a little while. And Daniel Radcliffe is the dead body. They fart away from the island to the forest, and he he can do what? all sorts of things, uh, <laughs> such as fart. When I was when I was saying farting, I wasn't joking, Ben. I was uh, so glad I was wondering why you were saying that, Ryan. Me too. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it is a really weird film. No, it's great. I had a great, I had a great time. It's, like, it's a good it. time. Uh, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe can do all sorts of weird things, and it's like he can talk, and he's like kind of throughout the film, he's kind of maybe going back to life, or maybe Paul Dano's just insane. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with insane. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm gonna go with that too, and I haven't seen the movie. Yet. I would, but no, that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But yeah, that ending, no, that was, ending leaves me questions. Yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting movie. I like that. I like. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Because I, I got some things I wanted to bring up. Kingdom Hearts 3 is amazing. Go play it if you know everything. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3 happened, of course. We yeah. talked about that. Um, 
Monster Hunter is having its one year anniversary celebration. Uh, Sparks and I played it a little bit, and then yeah. I played it uh, some of the harder stuff. Uh, uh, it's still a fun game. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I um I started uh they sh- I, sh- I started the uh, um, Friends from College, which is the Netflix TV show with Fred Savage. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. terrible. Really, it's awful. Hmm. It's oh. one. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. One of the most cringeworthy. I mean, you guys might enjoy it. It's not really the kind of humor that I go for. There's good bits in it because the cast is excellent. Sure. And they play off really well. Sure. I mostly watch it for Fred Savage because I think he's really funny. Um, Billy Eichmann is in it. Uh, Eicher? Eichner? Eichner. Eichner. He's in it. But it, it's just it's just not good. It survives on the chemistry of those actors alone, and that, and it's not enough to carry the show. Megan just watched season two the other day, yeah. and I saw bits in passing, mm-hmm. and I it seemed fine to me. There, there are bits it that seems are like, funny. It seems like a not-as-funny modern happy endings. Okay. Okay, yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. And I, I liked happy endings, so yeah. I've been curious about watching it. it. it sur- again, it survives on the cast chemistry alone. It, it, there's good... There's funny bits that you can pull out that are really funny. Sure. Uh, but for the most part, they're just the worst. <laughs> they're just the worst people. And and they're they're sometimes like, those shows are great. You're the worst. My favorite comedy is all about the worst people. You need to watch You're the Worst if you haven't. I, I keep everyone tells me that. Yeah, I think you'd really okay. like that yeah. show. I've heard that, okay. But there are ways to make that those interesting. Like I I have seen Always Sunny and I do and I do find that they're they're funny and I uh, You're the Worst. I've seen bits and it's funny. But uh, again, it's this, I, I will this say this film is just the chemistry on the. Actors. I have I have heard a lot of mixed things about the show, which For, is the reason yeah. I haven't watched it because yeah. I was expecting it to be like a hit, and, right. and when it wasn't, I was like, oh, I guess I won't watch it. Sure, yeah. is Red it Savage is great. Out of curiosity, just real quick, is it? Do you think it's that they're too realistically bad? Whereas, like in other shows, it's kind of like on a. It's on always a sunny. It's like farcical. charming, comedic, yeah. farcical level. Yeah. They're too realistically bad people. Ye- you know what? Yeah, I think it might be it. It, it just, just it just makes you go, yeah. But I hate people like that. Yeah, because they're real. Yeah, they're too real. I think that might sure. be it. Like always, I can sun- understand like, that. Always sunny. You're, you're like, oh, they're, it's funny. They're how trying bad to they are. beat a uh, beer drinking record on a plane by drinking like a hundred beers on an airplane. Right. Like that's like the dumbest thing on the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But these people are like, oh, you're just I don't like. Like you, you. could meet this person and yeah. they're they're just a bad person. Yeah, I get I, it. I think, yeah, uh, uh, but I do have. I saw two movies, and I want to touch. Uh, I'm going to go in uh, a different order. Uh, I yesterday I went to see They Shall Not Grow Old, which is the Peter Jackson documentary about World War One. Yes, uh, where he remastered the 100 oh, yeah. year old footage, and so, it's so gorgeous. Well, there's, this technology has real potential, yeah. and he's doing a Beatles documentary. I hope that he uses the same thing with. Uh, that I'm it, really worried about that. Yeah, it's the same reason why Bohemian Rhapsody. It, I, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm scared too. Uh, but you know this film it really allows you it really makes the war feel real like you hear you see the world war 1 footage and you kind of like picture like and there's Johnny going with the red truck and he's going to the, and like you know doing the thing he's doing your part are you doing yours buy bail bonds and the, the things <laughs> things like that where in this one they've they have put it in color they've remastered it to look like it was filmed yesterday they've been able to it was so crisp that they were able to zoom in widescreen it make different pans with the with the camera that weren't necessarily there, <clears throat> uh, slowed down the footage so it's not just kind of like sure, it's gorgeous and truly an experience. Uh, although I can totally see why doc- why documentaries don't do well in film, uh, don't, don't do well in theaters. They're, yeah, uh, I was in a conversation with someone where it was like, he was like, 
I don't like how documentaries don't get into movie theaters anymore because people, uh, because it makes me feel like people don't want to learn. And I countered with documentaries do really well on VOD. Yeah. Documentaries mm-hmm. do really well in home media. Like Netflix sure. for sure, yeah. Netflix, Hulu, those are the home those have become the new home for documentaries because people don't want to go to the theater to see documentaries. It's no. too expensive to do so. No, I go to the theater to be entertained, but if there's a documentary that I want to watch that's on Netflix or on Hulu, like the Fire Festival documentaries, I want to watch those. Sure. Or there's like that uh Atari documentary on Netflix that I enjoy. There's a lot of documentaries on Netflix that I will like, oh no, I would like to watch them. And they do really well. And yeah. that, that's the that's the difference. It, Seeing They Shall Not Grow Old was really cool in theaters, but I was sitting there going like, I kind of wish I was sitting in my own home so I can I can yeah. take a break because there's yeah. a lot of information coming at me. A lot yeah, of I think that I think you hit on it right there that it's just it's so much information. Sometimes you want to be able to walk away from it. Yeah, just kind of take a be breather. like, okay, yeah, woof. Yeah, and it, it it makes the war feel really real. Really, uh, it's a great documentary. It truly is a great documentary for sure. Uh, I liked it a lot. But the best movie I saw this year, and honestly, we're only in the first week of February, but it might be my favorite movie of the entire year. So and all of last month too? Wow! Like all through now, all through twenty eighteen, all through twenty nineteen. I'm, oh, tell- okay. I'm telling you, like I don't, I don't know if I will, if 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 I will come out of twenty nineteen thinking there was a better movie than this. Stan and Ollie. Oh yeah, which is the biopic about Laurel and Hardy's final tour in Europe. Yeah, I truly thought that film was amazing. I've yeah. heard I was, yeah, I'm things. glad. I was in tears. The two the two actors are perfect. Yeah. Steve Coogan and John C. Riley, they're amazing. They embody those roles incredibly. It's an incredible film. Yeah. I I've been wanting to see it ever since it was announced and they had the trailer out, but I'm not gonna go see it until I can see it with my dad. Because yeah, my dad that. was a massive Laurel and Hardy fan. It's one of the first things you shared with me. And yeah. I'm like, that is that is uh, there are not there's barely any movies where I'm like, I have to see this one with my father. Yeah. This is one of them. Did that come out this year? It, it, I thought it w- it went wide this year. Okay, so ooh, it's so it should have been nominated for for the Oscars. Was nothing? Was it not? No. Oh, that sucks. It was nominated for every major award except for the Academy Awards. Oh, that's some bull. That's yeah. some baloney. Actually, funny fun fact about that. Uh, a funny only, fun fact. I love it. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley, who plays uh, Oliver Oliver Hardy, he was nominated for a Golden Globe, but Steve Coogan wasn't. Steve Coogan was nominated for a Bas- for a BAFTA. And <laughs> John C. Riley. Well, wasn't. John C. Riley's not British, so I know, but they could have both yeah. the nominated. That, that's funny, though. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Uh, Steve Coogan is—he's the standout. He steals the show as uh, uh, Stan Laurel. Yeah, like, and it's so interesting because you see clips of these actor of these of these characters, Laurel and Hardy, and you know it's uh, a little Tweety guy and the kind of like gruff, like uh, bigger guy, and they're so not those people in real life. Right, they were totally different people. It's an incredible film. I, I I I loved it so much. Listen, of the of the blank and blank movies I had to see this year, uh, Holmes and Watson was the obvious answer. Oh, I didn't see it. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, zero percent Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Apparently, that was really bad. Netflix won't even buy it. <laughs> that, but yeah, that's all I got this week. Uh, I just wanted to give us Dan and all. He was. Uh, I completely fan. forgot that movie was coming out because of the small release thing. Yeah. So that's good to hear that it's awesome. It is. It is wide now. Uh, for example, Sparks. If you want to go home, it's playing at the OCO. No, I know. Yeah. I just, I gotta schedule the time. Yeah, it's. I, I really like. Dad, I'm driving six hours. Let's go see a movie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I've done worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all. I got. That's all I got. Should we? Any, anything else you guys wanted to touch on, or do you want to get? I'm going? good. I feel like we've done this for a while. We yeah. can jump yeah. into the news. News time. And here's your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay. Okay. Not in my ear. Thank you. 
Should I get started? We have some sad news, I guess. Yeah, Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet Digital Copies, which is a... Um, a digital death. For people who don't know, um, DVDs often come with digital copies now. DVD, Blu-ray, digital copy combos. And sometimes, if you're Warner Brothers, screw you, uh, you give us Ultraviolet Digital Copies, which we used to be only able to use on voodoo or places that could only use ultraviolet i think right. my mad max was one of those yeah, yeah warner yeah. brothers uh was exclusive to them for a long time yeah every, um, every time i got like well i remember when i got godzilla my copy of godzilla was like and here's the ultraviolet code i'm like i don't need that but thanks I yeah guess. the problem with ultraviolet was that you couldn't play it everywhere you right. could only play it on their service and, and it didn't always there there were other sources for yes. digital codes back when this started but then ultraviolet kind of became the the standard yeah and the problem was that you could only play it on like Voodoo or something. You couldn't play it on For like sure. iTunes or things like that. Disney Movies Anywhere, as we talked about before, Disney Movies Anywhere became Movies Anywhere. A lot of companies bounced into this, and Ultraviolet was one of them. Right. You could use Ultraviolet copies in, in Movies Anywhere. Right. Which literally means you can move, you can do movies anywhere. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the service is shutting down as yeah. of this April. Okay. Uh, July thirty. Well, shutting down in April. Oh no! The Criterion Collection thing is is going up in April. You I, have the date. In front I of know. You. It says I July thirty first. <laughs> yeah, July thirty first. It's gonna be shutting down. July I did 31st. the news today, <laughs> so that's why I know. Um, and uh, you can still access it, and and where it where you're not gonna lose your digital copies, which I thought was nice. If yeah, you still but, have them, but your library is gonna close. You kind of have to like look where your retailers are yeah. aligned for for some of your digital codes. That's what it's saying. It's saying like you've got to go to the to the ultraviolet website and double check where your codes my, are going. Uh, yes. and you've got to choose the retailer service. Now again, if you're like Sparks and I and you have movies anywhere, this you're doesn't fine. affect us. Right. But it's kinda kind of a bummer for people who don't. Right. Well, it's kind of a bummer. I don't know what they're gonna do for digital codes going forward. If ultraviolet's shutting down like all these things, what are the digital codes gonna be? Well the digital codes haven't been exclusively ultraviolet yet. No, but I mean like uh, that usually, uh, regularly, I pull out ones and they say ultraviolet code. Yeah. And they want you to enter it there. So I wonder like what they're going to... Probably the same thing. That start Disney saying... Did, well, because the, they're, they're going to stop saying ultraviolet. Yeah. So... They uh, still have... They, I still have to pull out uh, digital codes and... Uh, because it's, it, the difference is when you see UV digital copy and then digital copy. The digital copy can be put up anywhere, iTunes, uh, mm -hmm. movies anywhere, things like that. Uh, UV digital codes can only put up on Voodoo and things like that. Right. So I think that's the difference is we're just not going to see the UV digital codes anymore. Yeah. Probably see Warner Brothers go to a more standard digital copy uh, from from henceforth. Yeah. I wonder if this means like some movies that are coming out post July are going to have there some oh, yeah. that that aren't aligned with any of the others yet are yeah, going to have no digital codes now. I wouldn't be surprised if as the as the like transition a, starts, there's just like a supplement, like hey, here's a digital code, but you just use it on movies anywhere instead or something. Yeah, like there's just some partnership so they don't lose that digital code because yeah, people, we'll have to, we'll have to like see that. what happens. Yeah, yeah, you guys like that? Yeah, but that's the thing. Um, I think digital codes uh, saved DVDs. It's it's in a an, lot of ways. it's really nice to have. Like I personally don't really use it, but I don't buy a lot of DVDs. Right. But it's nice to have that digital code that you can bring a movie with you anywhere. So it's that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. like hey, yeah, you can own the physical media and the digital copy. Why would we make you buy the digital copy separate? Exactly. Yeah, Marvel used to just do that shit for free. Yeah. And DC used to do that for free. Now that now they hate us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's really just anything. Anything else you guys want to touch on that? That's really nothing more. No, that is it. Um, okay, so some television news. Thank you for doing this again, Sparks. Appreciate oh, you're it. welcome. Um, Twilight Zone. I guess CBS has revealed the first two episodes of the Twilight Zone reboot um, of the 1959 classic. 
that's a good show, by the way. That series Man, still Rod, holds guys, up. Rod Sterling was the dopest dude. He I, wrote that show. He like he was in part. He was like the dude who did right. made that show, and it's incredible. So that dude was overworked. It still holds up. Ma- Megan likes to put on Friends or How I Met Your Mother when we fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But the moment she's asleep, I switch it to Twilight Zone quite <laughs> frequently. <laughs> Uh, the new series will premiere on CBS All Access, as we knew it was going to. Oh, um, you just canceled it, Brandon. What? You canceled your CBS All Access. Remember? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> it's probably going to come out on Blu-ray okay. DVD anyways. Look, look, there are four Star Trek shows and this coming out, and that's still not enough for me to keep CBS All Access. That's yeah, the thing. Right. is like He could always get it when a lot of those things are out and then binge them over a few months. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't care. So anyway, this comes out in April. I'm right. not getting it between oh, now and April. That's soon. Wow. That's yeah. what was April <laughs> the news this week. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, got you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's gonna. Anyway, it's gonna be available to subscribers. CBS Access. Uh, April. Um. Monday, April first. This is the first episode airing, and then it's going to. Uh. Begin. And Thursday is April starting April 11th is when it's going to continue. Yeah. I guess we're gonna get um remakes of, twenty twenty thousand feet under uh under the sea. Jesus. Twenty thousand. <laughs> Feet. There's an octopus in on the, the wing in the air. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna Adam Scott is gonna do that one. That's awesome. I'm really stoked for that. I hope they're good. Me too. I uh, have no reason to think they won't be. I just hope they are. I think he's mixing remakes of classic episodes with new original episodes. I hope so. This yeah. is the one that Jordan Peele is producing. Yes. Right? All right. Sweet. Yeah. And Get Out is kind of a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um. Hell yeah, dude! Like I, everything I Jordan Peele does now is a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love anthology stuff. Uh. And I Same. love and I love. I love sci-fi stuff, so like it's really cool that like Twilight Zone's coming back, and then, like it's actually probably hopefully with him involved. Like I have again no doubt to believe like he's not going to put his name on something bad, right? So far, right? We hope we he hope. hasn't yet. Not yet. One for one. <laughs> well, I mean, even uh, King and Peele. Yeah, it's that's a hilarious. True. Show. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. He's in Toy Story Four. Well, that could be good still. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Hey, well, uh, Toy Story Four revealed this week that we we got confirmation that Bo Peep. Yes, is oh, a character. We That's did. right. We'll probably be talking about that after the Super Bowl special. Maybe probably. that comes out. So if we put that one out, no, I mean even if we don't talk about it for a special, we'll talk about it next week. Right. So, uh, as you guys know, as you guys heard, this is being filmed. Uh, filmed. We're filming this now. We're <laughs> it's being recorded before the Super Bowl, uh, so we don't know what trailers, if any, are coming out. But you know who won? They sure did. They did it right. <laughs> they did it. All well, right. Well done, them. F the Patriots. <laughs> F th- thank you, Sparks. <laughs> Go Rams. Real quick, guys, I got to tell you this. So, since moving uh, uh, to to where we live now, yeah. uh, I've met all. Oh wow, you are decked out. Like I met. Oh, you really are. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Go just in a, in a team ben. that's not in the Super Bowl and hasn't been yeah. since 2002. Ben just unzipped his shirt and it. Was, I thought it was the same thing he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> he was just wearing two a double Reebok shirt. Uh, uh, all my new coworkers, like I kind of lie to them, and I just, I'm telling them that I'm into sports. So anytime sports stuff's happening, they ask me questions, and I'm like, yeah, sure, yep, all this stuff, and I'm real good at faking it. I'm so good at faking it because I know <laughs> the bases. But someone's like, oh, who do probably, you want? You should, probably shouldn't brag about faking it, by the way. Uh, hey, uh, you know, whatever, frothy crotch. Uh, I uh, my so my my coworkers like, hey, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? And for a second, I even forgot who was in the Super Bowl because I don't care. And I was like, you know what, man? Um, oh yeah, uh, probably the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've had a good season, right? And he's like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably that." <laughs> oh God! So there you go. I love it. Uh, anyway, I would have laughed so hard if you picked. Have you said a team that wasn't in the Super Bowl? Yeah, the Jaguars are gonna do so good in the Super Bowl, you guys. I can't wait for the, the Dolphins ch- to take it home. <laughs> the Jaguars. Yeah. Hey, is a killer whale in, uh, in the Dolphin family? It is a killer whale in the Dolphin family. Yeah, it's technically a porpoise. Yeah, interesting. I just heard. I just heard that fact today. I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
gay me. Uh, Invincible news. We got some new Invincible voice casting. Again, we still don't know who they who these people are playing, uh, but uh, we do know now it's going to be an eight episode series. That's, we knew, that's short. We do, knew, we do know that J.K. Simmons is playing Omni Man. Oh, we do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we got um, Mark Hamill has been added. Um, sorry, I'm not. Mark Grayson. Mark Grayson is the main character. Yeah. So Stephen Yeun is probably going to be Mark Grayson. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, J.K. Simmons will play Omni Man as, as yeah. Sparks said, um, and then we don't know who anybody else is, but we. Uh, but again, Mark Hamill has joined the cast, uh, which is kind of cool. That's and awesome. Goggins. I'm, I'm, so, Goggins. I'm so stoked well. for the show. Love Walton Goggins. Yeah, he plays. It's gonna be an hour Wally long. Goggs. An hour long animated. Hour long animated yeah. eight wow. episodes. Wow, has there has there been an hour long animated show? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. Wow. Don't quote me on that, no, but like, I, yeah, like, I can't think of it. Is there any right. H- HBO Showtime? I've got, I've got to think on it for a second. That's amazing. Go ahead and keep talking. I'll think. Because yeah, uh, animation has actually gone to 15 minutes now and not 30 yeah. minutes. Well, that's, that's uh, like standard of short cartoons, but I'm yeah. thinking like... Interesting. I'm really excited for this show. I'm glad it's happening. Mm, when yeah. Does it say when it's coming out? Uh, No. Okay. Uh, but Seth Rogen is very excited. No, I think that is unusual. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is like occasionally anime, and it's not consistent. But they'll do like their premiere episode will be an hour long. Yeah. But generally, that's like two that's episodes become, spliced that's together. That's become kind of standard. The one I was talking about earlier, Rising of the Shield Hero, does yeah. that. Isn't that like two episodes spliced together and they'll air it as syndication? No, it's, it, that one was very much like one hour long thing. It didn't feel like two separate episodes. Interesting. Actually, I think I got one. Okay. The original Justice League show. Not Justice League no, Unlimited. No, 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 no. That was three episodes spliced together. Those were three episodes spliced together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a three parter. Are you sure? Because yeah. I remember those episodes. They had like an hour block of Justice League, and it was like part, but they only split them up into part one and part two. But the whole thing, but the whole hour was yeah, a that's not, story. But, no, but that's it's not, not a dedicated about. like one hour. Wait, if you watch them on episodes. Netflix, they're broken up into three episodes. If you watch one, them on two, DVD, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. part one, part two, part three. Right. Yeah. That 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 episode was spliced together. They oftentimes Cartoon Network used to do that. Well, they they would splice together episodes to have like an hour long premiere. You'll see it a lot. They did that with, the, I think, I want to say the finale too. Like, there was like the Thanagar stuff. Yeah. That was like, it was like a three-parter too. Yeah, it was a three-parter. Yeah. And like, so you'll see like, they'll just, the, they'll just splice them together. And um, you see that a lot with uh, live action shows also. Like, they'll have two hour long premieres, but it's two episodes spliced together. Uh, not on Showtime, but when it premiered, Twin Peaks did t- uh, two episodes at once for a two right. hour premiere. Right. Yeah. So it, it, that's that's more common than, than probably a dedicated hour long animated format. Yeah, that's really be, exciting. interesting. Uh, some of the, so uh, this actually happened last week, but uh, we didn't touch on it because I missed it. Resident Evil is getting a TV series. Yes, it is. I didn't see this. It it is it is the Resident Evil has never been better because the re- the remake the of movies two, are awesome. The, re- mm, the the remake of two just came out and it's getting phenomenal reviews. Right, uh, and that's like arguably like the best Resident Evil game, and they just made a better version of that. And then seven came out two years ago, and that revamped the franchise. Right, and now we got a new, probably more uh, uh, movies. Uh, the movies are, are, the movies are whatever. They are not representative of but that. But they game. are remaking the films. They well, they're not remaking the films. I think they're, they're rebooting new films. They're rebooting the films. films. I think they're going to go back to a, a smaller in scale, like yeah. like the original games are, instead of just whatever the movies turned into. <laughs> the bombastic action fest that kept forgetting yes, the last the, films. The Transformers, the, the uh, Resident Evil movies, the yes. show. Yes. Um. So the the <clears throat> so Monster Hunter is going to be that now. <sighs> I'm sorry, Ryan. No, it's so okay. <laughs> Netflix is report is reportedly developing a live action Resident Evil series. Um, the, uh, however, they haven't co- they haven't commented on it uh, because the plan is uh, so. Okay, so per deadline, sorry, I'm all sorts of out of it today. It's okay. 
It's the T-Virus. Yeah. Uh, per deadline, uh, the plan is for the series to expand the Resident Evil universe and design and deepen the existing mythology. I uh, I hear the series will keep the basic premise, which also uh, served as a setup for the movie franchise. The drama series will explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the new world order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. Now, I initially heard that this was going to be a spinoff of the existing films. It sounds like they're just going to... like start from scratch and do it again in tv form yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it's kind of cool i think it'd be cool i think it yeah. could work in, the, in this format i'm down especially netflix mm-hmm. did you hear th- did you guys know about the kingdom which is a new netflix zombie i was gonna talk to you guys it? about this because the second season just premiered uh and i'm I gonna didn't even know the first so season the pre- kingdom is a south korean zombie show and it's about uh it takes place in like in the middle ages or whatever and the king is trying to cure all his people of an illness so he finds this herb uh, and he tests it on himself, and he dies, and he's the first person to become a zombie. And the king starts this uh, this epidemic of this zombie infestation across the world. So it's a like medieval South Korean zombie TV show. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's like medieval weaponry fighting zombies. And I'm I like, heard about this. I was like, that's yeah, rad. because the second season is apparently awesome, so it's getting a lot of traction. Yeah, yeah. I remember you you told us about this on the car ride home last week. Maybe I think you did. Maybe. Yeah, because I was like, man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Number three happened. Well, that's gonna take up forever. Yeah. That's another good kingdom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next TV show news. Here's one for Ben. The Stand. Stephen King's The Stand is getting a hell yeah <laughs> is getting a TV show double birdie series. <laughs> um, this was actually uh, talked about for a long time as a film with Matthew McConaughey. All right. Um, as the Man in Black, his character from The Dark Tower. All right. All right. Uh, which would have been cool, but it right. looks like uh, we're probably not getting that. However, streaming services have pulled off. Uh, weirder things as a, as a movie star being a series. Yeah. I'm a little bummed this is going to CBS. Yeah, CBS All Access specifically. I know. Oh, That's really? I mean. Yeah. Oh, that quality jump is down now than I thought. Oh, no. Well, no CBS offense. All Access puts a lot of money into they the streaming They do, shows. but like, like the stand to me was always like like an HBO, like yeah. a big like, Game It's like CBS has given up on te- television itself. Yeah, it has. They're, They're like, it? let's just put big money into... Because I got Twilight Zone, Star Trek, and now this. Star Trek, Star so Trek, weird. by the way, Star Trek, by the way, actually ticks me off the most because Star Trek is, you know, belongs on television, belongs on uh, for all to see. Um, they put six million dollars an episode into that show. That's that's, whew, boy, that's a lot of money. That's almost Game of Thrones money, dude. Eight million an episode of Game of Thrones. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. So, I mean, maybe they have some money to spare to put into but this. that's a good point. Why aren't they putting all of these huge... Why isn't Twilight Zone on normal television where it can get millions of, subs- of viewers? I, I I mean, we'd have to look at the CBS All Access like subscriber numbers, but they must be... They, just must, have, they must have more faith in the subscription service than in regular television I at guess. this point. I, I, from what, looking at what they've done, you know, looking at some of the numbers and all these television shows going to their service, it must be doing really well for them. Is CBS um, Big Bang Theory? Yes. Okay. So you maybe, think maybe all the money is going there? Just like they, we don't they, have to pay the actors anymore. Well, no, they have Big Bang, they have Young Sheldon, like those those shows that like we don't care about. <laughs> like maybe that's making them so much money where they can do their weird stuff on All Access. Or because Big Bang Theory is finally ending, mm. they're saving a ton of money and putting it into other concept <sighs> shows. Yeah, that could be because it. they don't need to pay Sheldon fourteen million dollars an episode. Jesus, yeah, or whatever he was getting. He's getting more money than all, the entire cast of Friends. Was at the end of he their run. He got a spin-off, too. That's how yeah. popular that character is. So dumb. hate that character. Anyway, <laughs> hate, hate that, that show. Whole, hate that whole thing's existence. show's awful. It hates you. Hey, <laughs> so how, why are you wearing that Green Lantern shirt? Do you like the books? No, I just wear it because of Big Band Theory. Yeah. Anyway. It's the worst. Um, so it's going to be a 10-episode event series. Um, oh. Let me see if I can read this real quickly before vamping. So the TV series will be... Uh, um, 
Sorry, I'm really bad at this today. Um, Josh Boone and Ben Cavill and Cavell, Cavell, really? Uh, will be executive producing and writing the script, uh, the series. Um, and Boone's also going to direct it. Do you know what Josh Boone has done? And anybody heard of that guy? No. Heard of that guy? Probably a TV. Uh, I'll TV Google. Actor. A TV director, I mean. Um, so this, uh, here's what a little bit of blurb on the stand, uh, courtesy of the person who wrote this episode, not me. The stand takes place during an apocalyptic time period with the struggle of good versus evil lingering heavily. The fate of the world is left up to the, to the, to mother Abigail. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm totally mistaken. Ben, what's the, what's, what's the stand about? (laughs) (laughs) Screw (laughs) you. Uh, Josh Boone, it looks like was the director on the fault in our stars and the new mutants. Oh, Josh Boone. Yeah. I like. One of those films, and the other one isn't out yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Also, real quick, apparently it's having reshoots again. I heard. New Mutants? Yeah. <laughs> that film's not good. Oh either either A, that film is not good, or, or B, that film was good. Fox panicked because of this deal and decided to, to, to screw <laughs> it up. There's literally no way to tell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Abigail uh, is a 108 year old woman and a group of other survivors. Uh, Randall Flagg, also known as the Dark Man, haunts. Uh, there's. Um, Matthew McConaughey's Matthew character McConaughey, yeah. All right. uh, uh, haunts them with his unimaginable powers. Uh, they, they had this to say, I'm excited and so very pleased that The Stand is going to have a new life on this exciting new platform, uh, Stephen King said. Uh, the people involved are men and women who n- know exactly what they're doing. The scripts are, di- are dynamite. I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> the result bids... The result bids to be something memorable and thrilling. I believe it will take viewers a way to a world they hope will never happen. Uh, I think Stephen King has a resurgence of late. I think that's fair to say. I trust his word on these things a little more these days because he's had a lot of experience with, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. So I I trust him a little more when he says, I think this might actually turn out pretty good. Yeah. So I'm hoping. And they've had success... Stephen King adaptations have had success stretching them out. For example, It being split into two films. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dark Tower suffered because it wasn't stretched. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, f- uh, I feel for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, but I think you know the Stand could be good as a as a TV series. I think that could work really I, well. I think that is a great way to try and do everything that book has to do. That's a big people old have always talked about making two films. Yeah. If yeah. they were going to make films, you need two to do everything in the book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, people have been trying to get something with the stand off the ground for a while. Even Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I, I'm. I think like Ron Howard was attached to it at one point for he a was, long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's been in. People have been wanting to get that across for a long time. So I'm, I'm hoping this is good. But so Ben, what's your favorite? Because this, this is one of Stephen King's like <laughs> most revered, beloved right. books. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and this is the one with the clearest connection to the Dark Tower. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I would say that because of Randall Flagg. It's it's the most it's it's definitely like the most direct to the Dark Tower book that isn't a Dark Tower book. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Ben, what's your favorite Stephen King adaptation that's come out recently? Gerald's Game or It or Pet Cemetery, which isn't out yet, the but Tommy I'm sure you're excited Knockers. for. It. No. Okay. Uh, anyway. Well, if if I had to pick one, it'd probably be It because that's the one I've. It would probably be what? It. What? My favorite, my favorite adaptation. Of those we don't have time for this. <laughs> no, <we> Seriously, <laughs> but I, stop I asking have... me Stephen King stuff. I don't know shit. What? What about your new podcast, Talking <laughs> King with St- No, <laughs> Talking King with Stephen King? That doesn't exist. That's happening now. Talking Stephen King. Oh my god, that's better. Yeah, Ben, you got to do this. I'm, no. He's gonna start a uh, Stephen King cover band called The Kings of Leon. <laughs> hey guys, guess no. who's back? Guess who's back? Who's with back? a brand new rap, Zack Snyder. 
back again. Oh yeah, I, I'm. I like this news. Uh, he is. Yeah. He is back making movies. I'm glad. Uh, his new his new movie is going to be a Netflix movie called Army of the Dead. Hell yeah. Um, this, this is going to be the first film that, uh, since, uh, Justice League and his personal tragedy. So, you know, good for him bouncing back. Yeah. Um, and actually this, this film does kind of seem interesting. I love the plot. Um, this is going to be directed and produced by his wife. Uh, his wife isn't directing it. His She's producing, producing it. With Deborah. With He's directing Deborah, 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 a long-time Deborah producer. Snyder, uh, yeah. they work a lot. Um, and it's going to be through the newly formed production company Stone Quarry, which, ta- which uh, they formed a little while ago. Uh, the film is described as taking place amid a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, during which a man assembles a group of mercenaries to take the ultimate gamble. Ve- hmm. uh, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off... Gamble? The- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I paused and waited for it. Uh, qu- quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Uh, it's hurricane heist, but replace hurricane with zombies. What about money heist? Because they forgot they ran out of things to talk oh, to do heist. Yeah, you're right. It's just money heist. Well, see, how do you make money heist after hurricane heist? I know. Like the, the stakes are so low. Uh, Snyder said said there are no handcuffs on me at all with this one, uh, which could be good. That, yeah. yeah. Um, da, 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 da. I thought this was a good palate cleanser to really dig in with both hands and make something. Fun and epic and crazy and bonkers in the best way, in best possible way. I guess uh, the original this script has been bouncing around. He's not the first person to to ha- to be attached to this film. Uh, the script had a uh, I forgot who wrote it, but I, re- I just read this article. The script had a pretty graphic rape sequence mm. uh, where zombie males would rape live women and have zombie babies, and mm. then that was going to be a thing. And uh, luckily, they have taken that bit out. Yes, and that is not no longer part of the film. I could see why. Yeah, that is bad. I wonder if he'll revisualize it to be to feel like it's a not necessarily direct, but like spiritual sequel to his Dawn of the Dead. That'd be cool. I I think Dawn of the Dead is his best film, which would yeah. mostly be like the zombies just kind of behaving the same. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I like that first. I like that Dawn of the Dead. I mean, that's what Romero did. He just kept making blank of the dead films, and they were all sequential, even though nothing necessarily carried directly over. Yeah, and there's. Yeah. They got really good, and then they got real bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I like Land of the Dead a lot. Uh, I, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's got uh, a lot. It, the Land of the Dead was definitely the last good one, though. Yes, like arguably, Diary good. of the Dead was the handheld, like Cloverfield. That's yep. one. Yeah, it's yeah. God awful. Yeah, I never saw that one. I don't. Ever. Uh, Sorry, Army Romero, rest in peace. Yeah. Anyway, Army of the Dead. Um, isn't his son doing a remake of Land of the Living Dead? S- something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Is that still happening? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's, it's still happening. Yeah. Anyway, it was a while ago. So this is this could be cool. Uh, Zack Snyder. Um, I, I I'm trying to be a little bit po- positive, but I think I should I should I I have not liked his output since Dawn of the Dead. Um, but this is a zombie movie. So this you is a zombie know. movie. So you don't know. Uh, That's I not think, true. You liked uh, the Owl movie. I always forget he did the Owl movie. Yeah. I do like that movie a lot. Uh, I liked 300 at the time, but I don't yeah. think it's aged very well. I uh, I. Pretty much, beso- on, on, the only thing I don't like of his is his DC stuff. I personally like all of his movies. Not Sucker Punch, I, but that everyone has I was bad. Say. No, yeah, you Sucker Punch, Punch sucks. But you know, like it, Martin Scorsese has made bad movies. I will before. say that like every single one of his films, even the bad. Martin ones Scorsese have. has never made a film as bad as Sucker Punch. I will say no, that's true. All of his films that you've mentioned outside of the DC ones, yeah. they all have good visual flair at yeah. least. So, yeah, could be cool. Could be good. I'm just excited. Like I'm glad. Because like when you're when you're a creative person like mm. like and you stop creating like that I can understand why that would it's cool that he's back I'm glad that he's doing something small that's not you know, I'm glad he's not doing yeah. the DC movies same oh really mm-hmm. we'll get to him later he comes back 
Ooh, I'm glad that he's not directing and writing or doing any of that, any DC movies. That's not going to change. Okay, that's fair. There um, we go. Okay, anyway, um, some really exciting news. Uh, we've been hearing a, a little while uh, that uh, Blumhouse was interested in kind of redoing the Dark Universe. You know, after The Mummy failed, Jason Blum was asked if he'd be interested. Uh, and he said, yeah, I would like to give it a go. This I don't is know my you favorite know. news this week. Mine, too. Um, and I don't, I'd like to give it a go. And w- nothing really came of that because we did hear rumblings that Universal was interested in, in trying the Dark Universe again. Uh, Bill Condon's Bride of Frankenstein was still kind of on the slate. but you know, That movie's coming out February of 2019, I think. Oh, really? Yep. We're almost there. Wow. Uh, but we all remember The Mummy. Well, however, well now... Uh, get your pitchforks again, guys. The Dark Universe is coming back. Blumhouse. Is it? Yes. It is It is a remake of the Dark Universe. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to do it again. It's going to be rebranded probably to the Universal Monsterverse or something like that. Universe of the Dark. Um, it's not going to be called the Dark Universe. And, and, and uh, But the news is that Blumhouse is, in fact, going to take the reins of the Universal Monster films, uh, starting with The Invisible Man, directed by Upgrade's Lee Winnell. Starring John Cena. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So this is Lee Winnell directing the Invisible Man, and he was and Johnny Depp is no longer attached to Star. Yes, which, which is, is great. Awesome. Good because if, if we recall, he was attached to Star in the film. Because I want Johnny Depp to be invisible in real life, not in the movies. Yes. This is so. This is going to be really exciting. I'm super stoked for this. Lee Winnell is, is an incredible director. Upgrade is is my favorite mo- movie of last Hell year. Yeah, dude. Um, and I think Blumhouse is a good fit. They're going to focus on more horror oriented monster films bringing it back down to kind of low budget and he Blumhouse uh Jason Blum was clear this is a remake of the dark universe but we're not going to focus on interconnectivity uh, but it is going but so this is the Aquaman of the dark universe yes you can. yeah basically <laughs> yeah and I feel like eventually there will be like crossover if it's successful yes but, there, think that's but the it's not the focus and that's fine yeah I think that's how is, the original movies did it I think this is really exciting I'm really excited for this I think that this is going to be really cool. I be I'm really excited to see who comes next, what films they're going to go next. I am I, the only bit that makes me upset about this is that we won't see Bill Conan's Bride of Frankenstein, which I was excited for. I was yeah, me too. Yeah, that bums me out as well. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to see that. It was Javier Bardem, right? Javier Bardem. Was gonna play, yeah, man, that's, that would have been cool. That's such a guess. <laughs> and that I could know. come back around. It could. Yeah, it could. But for now, it's not on the. Table. And Sofia Botella not as the mummy anymore, which is a that does as well. bum me out. Yeah. Well. What are you talking about? We're gonna we're definitely gonna well, have Nick Morton as Man Mummy, right? Man they Mummy. They could always they could always. Oh, that, that's a good back. character name. They could, yeah. I mean, we, so we so we don't know. What we do know is that this is this is the start of a new thing. That'd be, that she could be Listen, like the Henry Cavill pl- cha- still playing Superman the, to the yeah. Aquaman universe. The chances universe. of Sophia Batella coming back in this new Dark Universe, Dark Universe, is as good as Luke Evans' Dracula coming in the other Dark Universe. That's how good the chances are. <laughs> no, I'm saying which she, we're actually but, fairly but maybe, high. Maybe yeah. she can be our Henry Cavill. Yeah. I don't know if she just if she Superman. starts if she's in the Witcher show and has a bad wig in the Witcher show and has a bad wig then then maybe not because <laughs> that's that's Henry Cavill's track record. Um, right yeah, I, yeah I, we we liked Sophia Batella a lot in the movie. Oh, she's we the were, best part. We were we were really positive on her, so that's gonna that's a bummer that she also won't come back. Uh, not a bummer. Russell Crowe and Johnny Depp not coming back. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's a world of I'm myths okay. and monsters. Um, this will so this will be the third time they tried to do this. Uh, Dark uh, Dracula and told the mummy, and now this. Jeez and I think this is the most exciting and uh, the way to go. I think this is the way you should have gone in the first. I think place. Dracula and told was. I know it was an attempt to do that, but it at least wasn't as like blatant in yeah. that film that that's what they were except doing. except for the very end. Yeah, but but in this one is really really. Yeah, and uh, it, this is the way you should. This is what they should have done in the first place, and yeah. this is really exciting, and uh, I cannot wait. 
cannot wait for this. And I guess of all the of all like the Universal monsters, like this is the the easiest one to start with, right? Like it's not a, a wolf man, it's not an undead guy, it's a dude who goes invisible. Actually, in some ways, it's the hardest because you have to get the story just right to be interesting. Yeah, to be strong. What enough. I mean is like they're not starting with like uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. No, I know, st- yeah, I know, like, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's just a dude, right? No, like like you know. Effects wise and everything, it's yeah. certainly easier. Yeah. I'm saying like you have to make the story strong sure. because yeah. it's harder to like. Is speaking of the old Universal films, the Invisible Man sequels, they get weaker as they go. Yeah, because they there was a, not as many things as you could think to do with the Invisible Man. Not as, like Brian like, Frankenstein. Where you, you have shrink to be down you have people. to be creative. Whereas like uh, you know with Dracula or anything, there's a lot of things to already play yeah. with with vampire lore or anything. Right, uh, Peter. Um, I have. To, I, I, I just lost it. Um, uh, Peter Kramer, uh, who's the president of production, says uh, we are excited to take a more individualized approach to for their fil- for the return to screen, shepherded by creators who have stories they are passionate to tell with them. So I'm I'm really excited for this. This is I am too. Like Spark said, this is the most exciting news this week for me. Oh yeah, um, we, the world deserves Universal monsters. We deserve them. And the upgrade director deserves uh, more movies. So hell yeah, hell, yeah. hell yeah. Upgrades, awesome guys. Um, this is exciting for Ryan. Is it? Um, is oh, it? Oscar Isaac is joining Dune. Hell yeah. Oh, man. This movie has like the best cast, you guys. I At can't believe it. At least he's in negotiations. It's not yeah. official yet. He's in talks to, to join. He the, has not yet the, been cast. The adaptation, Denny Villeneuve's uh, adaptation of the of the of of Dune. and uh, We didn't talk about some of the other casting. Uh, uh, I don't think. Uh, uh, Stel- Stel- Stellan Skarsgård and Dave Bautista. Yeah. Dave yep. Bautista. Stel- yeah. Uh, he joins Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Zendaya is also in talks. Yep. Yes. This um, is an incredible cast, man. Yeah, if the, a lot of these, it is clear, you know, you know, they've been clear to say that they're just in negotiations. This film is still very early pre-production. Yes. Uh, right. But it is exciting that there's traction going on. Uh, I think that they, if they, if this cast does get locked in, which there's no reason to think they won't, this could be an incredible film. Uh, however, as I, as as we've said before, Dune is a very easy property to screw up. Yeah. Um. But man, like, again, like I said last time, like, he did, he did a sequel to Blade Runner that's on par with Blade Runner. And that's not something many people can do. No, yeah. Uh, that dude has not made a bad movie. He's made nothing but awesome movies. So, like, uh, if you... I want him not to cut the fad because that's what makes that Dune interesting. It's like... It's He's so, talking about doing two films. Yeah, you can't do that with one movie. It's yeah. a, it's literally impossible. It's like trying to do, trying to make the trilogy of Star Wars in one movie. It's just... It, you can't. I think you could do that easier than Dune. You could, but you shouldn't. Sure. Yeah. There is, um, it's just... I, I can't believe this happened. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's called it's called Spaceballs, and it works okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A uh, yogurt, yogurt, the pizza, pizza. Hey, do you yogurt? guys like Robin Hood Men in Tights? I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. That movie's great. Okay, yeah. cool. Mel Brooks was, is great. I was just, <laughs> I was just talking to, just listening to a, a podcast, and like that movie's terrible. I'm like, no, it's not. Don't talk. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Uh, Mel Brooks's entire filmography is almost like perfect. Yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah, twelve chairs, notwithstanding. Anyway, almost perfect. Um, do you so, guys like Dracula Dead and loving it? Yeah, I do. Actually. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Me too. I think that film was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, quote, I used to quote that movie a ton. Anyway, we don't have time for that. Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. Um, it's a great movie. Well, it's a good movie. It's fun. It's a funny movie. Um, <laughs> it stabs the body, blood spurts out. Yeah. There's so much blood. She's not quite dead. She's dead enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we Why should... aren't you so? Why aren't you soaked? If one thing you learn from doing this all the time, location, location, yeah. location. <laughs> uh, we'll add that to our, our features list of Shin Godzilla, the SpongeBob movie, <laughs> upgrade. and Upgrade. 
<laughs> the <laughs> second SpongeBob movie. Oh, sorry, second. Sorry. Which, by the way, the third got moved up another month. Oh my god, there's another SpongeBob coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got yeah. some some massive DC news, guys. Strap in. This is going to take a little while. Strapping on. Um, but first, apparently, everyone thinks that the perfect director for Guardians of the Galaxy three, and uh, you know, this is this is way out there, guys. The perfect director for Guardians of the Galaxy three, according to Taika Waititi, Edgar Wright, even Sean Gunn, is in fact James Gunn. Huh. Really? Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't see it personally. Made, he he made wasn't like, the only one. Who was the other director who chimed in on this? Jaime Goon. Oh, I don't. Uh, oh, <laughs> Philip Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Lord Miller and Chris Miller. Yeah. I mean, this guy's made like weird movies like Slither and Super. Like, I don't know if he's got superhero credit. Yeah, he made Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I'm oh, he did? Uh, no, I'm saying like those films don't line up for Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Sean Gunn said that he thinks he lacks the maturity and gravitas to do what James Gunn did with the first two films. I know. I yeah, don't you're know right. if it work. This is all a big joke. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I realized I, this. I was trying to I chime in, but you guys beat me to the No, part. I thought it was too. I thought it was very interesting that we that we know that like they're, they're kind of stonewalling a little they really are yeah i'm i'm sure taika has been approached to do it we know adam mckay was and he declined yeah like I, like i'm i wonder if this could get him rehired no i don't think so i don't think disney would I, go back on the decision i just think it's putting yeah. marvel in a bad spot yeah marvel's the one who cares disney's like no guys i think no. i think Faye. well obviously this is you know it's clear that they're that they're having trouble finding a replacement uh because of of kind of the camaraderie ship with this uh, i think it's putting faggy in a bad spot and the, this is just speculation and this could be completely wrong but i think i do feel like faggy has enough sway with Iger to maybe get him to reverse the decision because Iger has already started to waft on it the problem is that it, because Iger doesn't seem to have ever been a fan of the decision the decision came from alan horn right and so that's where the problem will be is that Iger and alan horn are gonna have to fight about it right because yeah. because the thing is like if you're gonna do that you have to admit you were wrong mm-hmm. somebody has to admit they were wrong and no one's Disney's doing that. not very keen to do that yeah. it's it's twofold it's that and at the second time like if somebody if this company burned you so bad and they spent months not talking to you about it why would James Gunn want to come back why would you want to he would want to come back for Feige and the crew yeah but like at, it's it's like coming back to an abusive relationship, like in a in a weird way. Like they fired him. No, I don't think that's the same because Marvel Studios didn't fire him. That's true. Yeah, but I just I, it, it, so if they want Guardians to come out relatively soon, they got they want that. Th- they sure. don't want to wait four years. James Gunn is involved with Suicide Squad. If the rumors right. if the rumors are correct, it would have been the next film after Spider Man: Far From Home. And that's right. that means you got to start filming that shit soon. Yeah, uh, and it's not in pre- it's that thing's on hold. Uh, he's doing Suicide Squad, at least writing it. We don't know if he's directing it, but he is writing it. That's going to take a lot of his time. So Guardians 3 is not happening with him anytime soon. So they have to get someone else. No, I know. I, I, it's, or, it's the dream we want, or, but it's but, not going to happen. Or, but the, or they push it because I, it's already on hold. Yeah. It's, they, that film does not have a release date. They push it, yeah. to, put it to, to give him the time. I just... I, I just I don't I, think I, to push it. I yeah. agree. I, I think it is a long shot. It is just a, a, a pipe dream. Yeah. But I do think that uh, there is, with this stonewalling that is happening, with with the with Feige clearly not happy with it, and Iger kind of like, well, I we shouldn't have done this. I do think that there is a possibility. It's slim. Yeah. But it is one. I, know. I think I'm I'm far more concerned about the fact that Marvel's Marvel Studios without James Gunn is is going to have to start going down a list until they hit like a director that will say yes, and that could be a list that gets us to someone we really don't want involved. I still yes. I I joked with you, but like I I would not be surprised if like they ask Travis McKnight and he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. 
Yeah, because like he might not do Bumblebee too, but if like given he, al- he already said that he's not keep, interested though. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. And uh, Christopher okay. McQuarrie says he doesn't want to yeah. do this. Yeah, they they they've said the same. I just I'm nobody want the thing is like James Wan even said no. Here's yeah. the problem: it's that oh no Justin no Lin, no director right now seems to like that that would fit these films. No director wants to come in and a have to follow up James Gunn when they don't think that he should have been fired from it to begin with, and B, have to work with his script and and try to imitate what he would have done. Nobody wants that job. It's understandable. So they're they're in a spot. Because the thing is, like, the fans and the cast absolutely want it to still be Gunn's script. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's a, we're in a we're in a bad position. Yeah. Um, speaking of James Gunn, however, uh, back to the DC news. Right. Uh, he is in talks to direct Suicide Squad 2. It's official. Um, and we're looking at... Um, THR actually reported this, interestingly enough. Um, that it's going to be... Uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, reports Gunn's new Suicide Squad movie will not be a direct sequel, but in fact a relaunch of the property with new characters and a mostly new cast. Sources say that Gunn's focus is to make to take the franchise in a new direction with a mostly all-new cast of characters and actors, the report claims. Sources also say that the project is also very much rooted in Gunn's vibe, as seen in the Guardians movies. Um, we now have a release date of August 6th, 2021. Yeah. Right. So, so Harley and Deadshot are coming back. Those two, those are the remaining characters because they're their money makers. They might not put Harley in this movie if she's doing the others. I can't I can't see that. I could see them actually I would actually She's the she's the Iron Man. I am she's going to be I, mean, I, I, I understand, to... but I'm saying like I I that's really close. Those release dates for the Birds of Prey film February 2020 right and then the other one's 2021 the next year. That's yeah. like, that's a year apart. I know, but she might not want to d- she could be doing other things like that that's scheduling out i could see them not putting harley quinn in this movie maybe i could also see them not putting deadshot in this movie i think that shot's definitely more specifically movie. i could see will smith not wanting to come back mm. yeah i could see that and I, I think i think that that's a possibility um well it said, depends on contracts we don't know what their contracts that's are. true uh we, I, they, I think most of them were have a three film contract um anyway moving on though um, I guess James Gunn was, was, um, this is interesting. This might not be true, but I, 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 I found this quite enjoyable. Um, I guess as it, as, um, so as it, as it reads here, as it turns out, uh, before Gunn settled on the film, uh, he was actually offered the opportunity to helm a new Superman movie, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, when, when, uh, when he was first being courted by Warner Brothers, they offered him his pick of which DC property he'd like to tackle, including the Man of Steel. I don't know. The only reason I care about that is because it says that they're still trying to get something Superman related off the ground. That is. That, that's, that's the only reason point, I care. That's a good way to, to look at that, yeah. It's just funny to me, like, James Gunn, you can do anything in the DC Universe. What do you want to do? I want to do the Guardians thing. That seems yeah. weird to me. It, 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 why wouldn't you want to try something completely different than what you already did? It does do? seem weird, which is why I kind I, I want to you know, put a little salt on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It's... It might not be true because of what what Ryan said. The idea that you know why would he choose Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad, um, and not Warner Brothers saying, "Can you do this for us?" Maybe he wants to make the bad guardians, and what I mean by that is the bad guys. like the bad guys, like guardians. actually make them bad yeah. guys, not like that actual Suicide Squad, like how did, Suicide Squad should have been actually bad people, yeah. but still his his vibe. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's maybe. what that's what like when we originally heard this, that's what I thought they were going to him for. But if he chose it, like he's like, yeah, I like Guardians, and I want to do more of that kind of thing. 
So like, but let's make them evil. Yeah. Yeah. That that essentially would be this. Yeah. So that yeah. could I could see that. Yeah. Well, guys, bad news and or good news, depending on where you fall. Schrodinger's bat is finally out. We of haven't the box. talked about this in a while, actually. We haven't. We haven't. But we're putting because the, it was really frustrating. Thankfully, for a, they stopped talking about it so much for a while. Yes. Too. Actually, what was so? Okay. No, I'll say the anecdote a little later after I say the news. Supposedly, uh, and I want to say reportedly, not confirmed, uh, because of the anecdote. I want to say a little later. Uh, ben Affleck is no longer going to be Batman. Uh, Reeves is supposedly looking for a younger actor to take on the role. We got a little bit more more information about Matt Reeves' Batman. What was interesting about it was once once this once that report came out that they were hearing and again they were hearing that that Ben Affleck is not going to be in it. Ben, about a tweet. Ben Affleck yeah. tweeted, "I look forward to seeing the film." And immediately, he's out. And immediately after, I saw a thing where it was just like it was Superman and Batman. It was Superman and Batman. It was like um, Superman's like, "So are you leaving?" And and Batman's like, "I look forward to see the film in 2021." And uh, and Superman just goes, "Is that a yes?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's still not a hundred percent clear. He is so out. He's definitely he's out. He's a hundred percent out. He wouldn't he would not tweet he did that immediately. Yeah. So he's like, Shh, everyone shut up. I'm done. This yeah. was his curtain call. Yeah. It it, yeah. It, it it I mean they are they are hearing that he is out is is it is done. Uh for better or worse, uh Matt Reeves is looking to for a different different direction. And even Matt Reeves said uh he's looking to cast soon. Which I assumed he meant the villains, because apparently there's going to be some more villains uh, than just one or two. He in said like film. the casting process, so I think it's just everyone. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really cool. Um, ben, how are you feel about this? Well, I kind of feel bummed for Ben Affleck, but after all the shit that he's been going through with this, I'm like, you know what? I, yeah, just just leave that whole. It feels like this whole thing at Warner Brothers is just a toxic environment anyway. So just just bail. Christian Bale. No. No, not like that. I pulled a Ryan. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so War- so Warner Brothers has announced a bunch of dates. So for- so THR has confirmed with Ben Affleck that this tweet is him saying goodbye to the role. Okay. When he tweeted out what he said, excited for the Batman in summer 2021 and to see Matt Reeves' LA Vision come to life, he also linked to a ho- Deadline Hollywood report headline that said. Ben Affleck passes the torch to next generation of Bruce Wayne. He's I done. See, Good. Okay. So the, so they have they have reached out to him and he has said yes. He said I'm out. Okay. That's why cool. he that's put what, it out the way. That's what I didn't see initially. Um, and I think a lot of people. It's just so really funny. Just like, is that a yes? <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's finally put that to rest. We do have a release date for the Batman, uh, which we're still calling it the Batman, even though it's even not confirmed. Um, it's June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. Um, so that's another another film. 2021. Yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to have a big 2021. It seems. Feels yeah. Like it. Um, so it's so it's kind of interesting uh, that this is finally over. Reeves um, said, like, I it's guess Matt be... Reeves has said is going to be more of a detective film, yeah. highlighting the detective aspect, which I've been lamenting that they haven't been doing uh, for a long time. So I'm excited to see that aspect go yeah. about. I think yeah. this could be really good. I'm really glad that Matt Reeves is still doing it because honestly, it was dragging on so long. I was like, he's just going to lose interest and leave. Oh yeah, and I'm really glad that didn't happen. This film has been in production pretty much since hell. Pretty much since Justice League came out, this has been circulating and going crazy, and nobody's yeah. known what was happening. And That's I'm insane. glad that it's it's really? done. Hey guys, remember Justice League came out? Nope. Wow. What's that? Wow. Avengers, yeah, Avengers I remember it. War? 
No, yeah. Ever, ever it's not since, the same at all. I know. Okay. Not even close. But ever since we heard that Ben Affleck was Batman, a lot of people were scared. But even though we all universally don't like BVS, he was good in BVS. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It's the best mm-hmm. part of BVS. I was, was really looking forward to Ben Affleck to be Batman because, as he said m- multiple times, this is his fair combo character and it was his dream. But you could tell by Justice League he was out. Oh, yeah. He was done. Yeah, he didn't care anymore. Like, after all, because I was so looking forward to a Ben Affleck directed Batman <clears throat> film. I was like, this is going to be kick Oh, that's right. This movie started as a Ben Affleck directed yeah. Batman film. Yeah, he was writing Andrew. He was like, he was the creative dude on it. That's why I was so excited because, yeah. like, Argo Batman. Yeah. That sounds great. Jeff Johns was writing it yeah. with him. Yeah, I was so excited. And then that fell down. And then he wasn't going to direct it anymore. And then he was now. And then I was like, Rumors circulating he wasn't gonna be Batman anymore. It's like at this and then rumors circulating he still was Batman. And then rumors circulating he was, and then it was, and then he yeah. wasn't. It was driving me insane. Yeah, it was like you said, Brandon Schrodinger's bat. Now it's out of the box and it's dead, so he is no longer Batman. We're gonna get a new one. I have no idea who. I don't want to say. The anything. rumor is that they want to go for a younger. I'm not sure if I want young, but so, I will. Th- yeah. I will think. Someone in his prime. I think. I so think here's that the, the intention is just someone who's like more what you think of as Batman, not old man, dark knight Batman, which yeah. is kind of what they did with this ben Batman Affleck. started like at the end of his career. <clears throat> yeah, like this is Dark Knight Returns Batman, basically. <laughs> right. Actually, my problem with James Gunn a lot is that why do you why do you start a story where it ends? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh well, that, that's uh, in media res. You just you jump it in the action. Yeah. Not you jump in in the middle of the action, not yeah. at the end of the of the of the story. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, I miss, I didn't track something there. What and are you talking Zack about? Snyder has an issue, especially with BBS, where he. Okay, you said James. Oh, Gunn. you said James Gunn. Yeah. Oh, did I? I yeah, mean, you yeah. did. I meant Zack Snyder. That's oh, okay. why I didn't track what you were okay. saying. Okay, sorry, my bad. We were just talking about James Zack Snyder. Gunn. Yes, I'm with you yeah, now. Yeah. Good. Anyway, oh. we were saying. Sorry, I already forgot what I was talking okay. about. Okay, um, you were saying we got an old Batman and. Oh yeah, so like, so uh, when Batman. Uh, like when he became Batman, when he came back to Gotham, like he's supposed to be between twenty five and thirty. Right. That seems young for for people to think of Batman. But hey, everyone starts young. Right. And if they're gonna have someone who's gonna build a franchise, you don't want to start with someone who's already forty or thirty five, even if they look young. Honestly, I think thirty five is the way to go. Yeah, I think I don't I mean, 35, mind thirty five. I don't fine, mind. That's like, where we're at with like a like good because Christian Bale was thirty one in Batman Begins. Yeah. If you get a good thirty year old, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think yeah. thirty to thirty five is the is the direction you want to go with yeah. someone who's been Batman but not. At ending the career of Batman, yeah, yeah. much like Spider-Man PS4. Yes, you know you start you start his experience, but mm-hmm. it's not the end of his story. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like year five Spider-Man. Sure, not like year yeah. six, not like year twenty something Batman. Yeah, not uh, a Spider-Verse old, old fat Peter Parker. Not I, a Batman I, who's ready to. I read kill people. Yes. I read somewhere I didn't put it in the news, but I read somewhere that um, Matt Reeves has already confirmed that this is not going to be like Batman Year One. Good. Like Even that. though he's he said that's one of my favorite comics, this isn't gonna. be I'm bad. just imagining because, like he said, yeah, we're doing detective stuff. There's gonna be multiple villains, like some like some like a uh, short like long Halloween thing. That's what like, I'm hoping for. Murder mystery, around there. rogues come in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. Color me interested. Yeah. Um, the other film uh, slated for 2021 uh, is something that nobody ever saw coming, but it's the, once again the DC dartboard strikes again. DC Super Pets. Which wait, I can't tell if wait, that, what I can't I cannot could you find this you did the news is this animated or not it is animated oh thank goodness of course it has, it has this to is be. this is an animated film thank goodness uh, DC Super Pets uh, is an oh it's right there is an animated film opening May twenty first two thousand twenty one uh, from directors Jared Stein and Sam Levine Sam uh, Levine yeah from the Schmodown no Sam Levine 
That's, Maybe. That's the Schmodown guy. Don't think it's him. It's not him, probably. Um, uh, uh, and producer Patty Hicks. Uh, combining the pets of a number of DC superheroes, including Superman's dog Crypto, Batman's dog Ace the Bathound, and Supergirl's cat Streaky, into a crime-fighting team of their own. No bat cow? Uh, probably not. Damn it. I would really like to see Kanga, Wonder Woman's pet. Oh, God. Um, or maybe the tiger it's, from it's Suzanne. It's called DC Super Pets, so there must be a lot of... Uh, there must be a lot of them in there. Just bad cow. It's got to be bad Man, cow. okay, so there's an issue. Of so it's not the guy from the Schmodown. Yeah, he figured. has been, he's an animator who's been involved with uh, the show Pen Zero um, with the film Wreck-It Ralph. I, I've heard of that. And Home on the Range. Okay. <laughs> All right, interesting. Cool. Um, quite a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, I there's a, There is a, there is a, um, a Super Sons annual I believe it's a Super Sons annual. Don't quote. Yeah, it's definitely a Super Sons animal uh, annual where Bat Hound at the time Ace isn't the current dog in DC Universe. It's Titus. Uh, Titus. Titus and Crypto team up to get their gang back together of super pets and find out who who go the detective chimp and they have like flash PTSD flashbacks of when Clay Critter died. Oh my god. And. It's really good. Sounds like Watchmen with do- with. Dogs. I'd love to see something like that. <laughs> okay. It's a really good issue. It's probably going to be closer to airing for children and and probably something that spins out of the minds of Teen Titans Go. Probably that makes sense. Um, well, speaking of um, anything else we wanted to add on that because we got some more we got some more quick news quickies. Uh, speaking of Teen Titans Go, apparently in a little promotional thing for the new Doom Patrol series coming to DC Universe, there was a tie-in with Young Justice where Beast Boy sees Doom Patrol Go. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something. That's God, something. I'm so excited for that show. Uh, Batman Beyond had an animated film and then didn't. <laughs> this God. was a really that weird week, That was like guys. the happiest like six hours of my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, so a uh, concept art had leaked of a, of a Batman animated of a Batman Beyond animated film. Uh, Wilfred Owl even in, tweeted in the, about in it the, in the the realm of like Spider Verse. Yeah, like yeah. And, you know, Wilfred Owl tweeted about it like, oh, can I be in this? That'd be great. And um, and then Warner Bro- they reached out to Warner Brothers and finally Warner Brothers said, this is not happening. We are not developing this. Don't ask me. <laughs> Unlike, so I, I really appreciate they did this. Me too. Because of all the movies that are in development they don't talk about, they're like, no, guys, we definitely don't want to get your hypes up. This is not real. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is not This happening. is too good to be true, and we're not doing it for you. Yeah, as bummed out as I am, because when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? I'd no. love to see a Batman Beyond film in the style of Spider-Man. That would be awesome. But the second more about saying, no, 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 stop, stop. I'm glad. I'm happy for their honesty. I'm bummed it's not real, but I'm also happy that Warner Bros. is like, don't even think about it. We could we could have been spent like the last like two years thinking about like, remember where's that movie? Yeah. And I'm glad I'm not gonna be fake worrying about it. Yeah. I'm, like right. good. I'll wait for the next rumor of like it's happening. Oh God. <laughs> Some LinkedIn profile or something. Well, now now what'll happen is in a few months they'll go. Well, people are really excited about that. Maybe we should. It'll just be the, it'll be the Deadpool yeah. like leak thing. Like, oh wow, people actually really want this. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's still more news, guys. I'm ready for it. Uh, David Leach, director of one of the directors of John Wick, John Wick and Deadpool two and, and, Atomic, and, Blonde. and Atomic Blonde, and now Hobbs and, now and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw, which we get to in a minute. Oh, can't we? Um, and now Undying Love, which is a comic book. Yes, it is. Uh, do you know the comic? I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Okay, <laughs> um, it's a Is limited. It's a limited series. It's a mini. It's a limited. It's a limited edition of the. No, I'm kidding. It's a limited <laughs> series of the same name. Uh, limited edition. Uh, glass jokes. Tom Coker and Daniel Friedman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undying Love tells the story of a Vietnam. Uh, sorry, of a veteran named John Sargent. Okay, who he, falls in love with a Chinese uh, vampire named Ma, Mai. Uh, wow. Peel off my shoe. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to follow you forever. Sergeant decides to free her from a life of servitude to the criminal underworld of Hong Kong and goes head to head with the powerful vampire who created her. Leech's next film uh, to be released is Hobbs and Shaw, which you know, we'll get to in a little bit. That sounds not like, like we're going to make this huge action movie, huge action movie, a uh, vampire love movie maybe? <laughs> yeah, all right, That sounds sure. all right. I, I haven't disliked any of his movies yet, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only one I could say that I that I Atomic Bond. Yeah, Atomic Bond's fine. Great, great it's not, action. It's not fantastic. Great but it's, action. Yeah, it's okay. That's fine. It's okay. Also, a comic book adaptation. Yep. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, so video game news. Uh, we don't talk about this a whole lot. Oh yeah. But, but I'm on a huge Dragon Ball Z kick, so I'm really glappy. Uh, glappy that sparks. I'm losing. I'm real glappy. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm really happy that sparks. Put so this this, in this here. was announced. This was actually announced. I think before before we recorded last week but but mm-hmm. Brandon wanted to talk about this week this is the project Z yeah action RPG yes um you want to go ahead and yeah it's an action RPG as Mark said uh it's going to follow the story of Goku uh and Dragon Ball Z it's PlayStation 4 Xbox One and PC it came out later this year which was actually surprising to me um well it's going to see players discover the story of the mysterious Dragon Balls and join Goku and fellow warriors in the never-ending search for the ultimate fight uh this uh, series game is going to be made by CyberConnect Two, uh, guys who did the Naruto Shippuden game. Yep, and uh, cool. I am. I'm, I'm a little worried. I am a little worried. Yeah, one because um, those Naruto games are fine. Yeah, the, they're, they're the epitome of fine. The the action RPG thing can be really cool. Yeah, it's something that's only been explored explored in Dragon Ball, like not counting Xenoverse. Yeah, because that's not a true RPG, and not counting. Uh, the online MMO RPG no, that yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, oh, it's only it's that. only really been explored in Dragon Ball once with Dragon Ball Z sagas, and that and game that, is bad. That is game bad. is bad, but there's there's some kind of weird charm to playing multiplayer to it. Yeah, but but it's bad. I rented that from Blockbuster, but and I was like, oh boy. Yeah, it's bad. Uh-huh. Um, so I can see where the appeal certainly. It's is. It's a retelling it's, of Dragon Ball Z. It's not a new so, thing. So I'll tell you right off the bat, what has me nervous is that we've only seen images and and video of. Saiyan Saga and Namek. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have a terrible feeling this stops at Frieza. Yeah. Because we're at a point, like, video. the video games used to do that a lot. They'd stop at certain points, usually commonly Frieza, when they're first getting started with a new video game thing. And we're so far past that, that this should go all the way to Boo. Like, this should be all of Dragon Ball Z in one game. Again, it if is you're, early, if you made so such you never a, know. That's, but that's what I'm nervous about, is that yeah. they, they spent so much time making this big action RPG and trying to make these other things and I, I hope the gameplay is good because it's going to have to be because I am nervous that the story stops at Frieza. I, I have that early impression that the story is going to stop there because there's you're not you're not spoiling anything for anybody really to show just an image of Cell and Boo so we know how far we're going. Almost every video game always does that to let us know, oh man, it's going up to here and I'm like, man, I'm only seeing Namek. Yeah. That is not a lot. Well, it just reminds me a little bit of the Path of Neo mm-hmm. video game which is pretty good. Uh, it was PlayStation 2, uh, yep. a video game where you play as Neo from the Matrix and you go through all three Matrix films. Right. Um, that was a lot of fun. Right. Uh, I'm with you, Sparks. I'd want this to go much further than than the, than the Namek if it's, saga. If it's only going to go to Namek, it's got to be really well made. Because yeah. if it's really well made, then we'll get another and that can go further and that'll be great if if it's good. But if it's yeah. bad, then it's it's just, it's a wash. Also, I'm like, I'm not interested in, I mean, I'm going to play this. Because I, I want I want an RPG Dragon Ball Z game sure. uh, for a long time. It's uh, I don't much care for fighting games, but th- I, I like the 
So I like the idea going into it, but like, what's so hard in making an original story? See, that's the thing. They do for Xenoverse. That's the thing, yeah. Xenoverse, I don't, Xenoverse being I've, more like an RPG is kind of more the direction I think they want to go. All the Budokai games and that's, stuff. Well, Xenoverse comes from the online game. Yeah. The MMORPG Dragon Ball Online. And the whole idea there was that you are, a, and still is in Xenoverse, this idea that you are a person from the far future. Who You're a time cop like Trunks. In Xenoverse, you become a time patroller. In the old online game, you were just a person in the future who wound up getting pulled into old time events by Trunks, but not because you were becoming part of the time patrol. But that brings you back to go through the old story, but you're also doing your own narrative of new things. And that's where Xenoverse works too, because you're doing a new narrative of your own things from the future, but you're also you're going back to fix things in the stuff. past, so you're still adventuring through so, old Dragon Ball classic stories. So Xenoverse is great. What worries me is like all the old Budokai games, like all those story modes did the exact same thing. You just play through the sagas again. So why am I going to do something I've done a hundred times over? And if it's an action RPG, how am I customizing Goku if in the same saga he just does Kamehameha's? Like where where's gonna be the for sure where's gonna be the build in the Saiyan saga? Right, the gameplay has There's, to be the that's gameplay has to be good about. enough to do that, or the yeah. world has to be developed well enough to be enjoyable. It's just I've, those are the things I feel you like need. They've done this so many times in so many different ways and so many better ways. So like it has to do something really unique, and I'm just not not seeing it. Yeah, it feels like a better looking saga to me so far. I want it. I want it to be good. I am nervous. It might I, just be I'm too also, early. Too. I'm also nervous that you're locked into Goku. Yeah. Uh, we're also pretty well beyond that point where you don't need to be locked into a single character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I guess it's coming out next year. Did we talk year. about uh, a Fighters DLC? No, not really. Uh, Fighters is getting its second season of DLC. It's getting um, Videl and Great Saiyaman. Videl and Great Saiyaman and uh, Jiren, Jiren from Super. Um, and Broly and Gogeta from the new film. Yes. Hey, guys. Yeah. Guys, long hair uh, Videl or short hair Videl? Short, short hair, hair Videl. Videl. Yeah, we're all in the same Good place. answer, everyone. Um, <laughs> so ben, ben didn't say anything. He just nodded. Yeah, Fighters well, Fighters is a really great dedicated fighting game that you should check out. Xenoverse is also getting more characters, yeah. too. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, short hair Videl. <laughs> um, so I don't think this could legally... legally <laughs> I don't think this could be legally classified as a trailer, but it's a first It's not. Look. It's an it's an entertainment it's, weekly no, it's not. photo shoot. It's, it's a, a photo shoot that they film pieces from. It is a first look of Birds of Prey. They have started filming Birds of Prey, and uh, Ryan's dying. Th- oh, sorry, I was in a bad position. Um, so yeah, they, uh, and we got a first looks at a ton of a, a ton of the, uh, all the characters, and sure. It's yeah. So I, hey, man, Ryan, and an, I, Ryan and I, Ryan and I, honestly didn't think this was really worth talking about, except. That not long after this released, Brandon messaged all of us pictures from this and said, that's a hard pass for me. And neither Ryan or I know why. <laughs> oh, um, what were the pictures? Of the, they, they're pictures we, from this from, the from teaser. this teaser of just, the characters. Oh, this, just in general, I don't like the tone. But it's this isn't a trailer. It's literally a photo no, but this is No, this is, this is, this is a... Um, uh, it's not really a proof of concept. It is a. It is a. It is a. It was the second the, day of filming. Here's what. Here's what the tone we're going for, and here's what we're. Here's what everyone looks like. And I'm like, first off, you got, you got two characters in there that I don't think should be in. Should be in the movie. I don't think Renee Montoya should be there. Um, especially, uh, just, especially if she's not the question. If she's just a cop. I don't know. Uh, I don't care. Uh, don't put, don't put Cassie, in there. Cassandra Kane is in there. She's not Black Bat. She's not Orphan. She's nobody. She's just a. She's just a. She's just an Asian girl that they decided to put in this mo- movie because they need female superheroes. And you lose the relationship that she has with the Bat family by putting her not in a film with the Bat family. I don't like this version of Harley Quinn. The only thing that looked relatively interesting was Huntress. I don't like that they're using the DCU version of Black Canary. 
which if you don't remember DCU was She's after Convergence and she was in a band and I, like I that hated stuff. that. I, I like thought that. that was dumb. That was a horrible way to take that character. I have a poster of it on my wall. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Uh, that, that is an opinion. Um, I think that was a terrible way to put that character. That character, uh, while not defined w- by Oliver Queen, uh, should be with him and should have a Black Canary Green Arrow film if you wanted to do anything like that. But even so, if you're going to put her with the Birds of Prey, which she is a, a constant member of, you make her Black Canary. You right. don't make her rock star Black Canary. The only other thing that looked interesting was Black Mask. But he didn't have a mask on, so why is that interesting? Because Ewan McGregor's hot. That's a weird <laughs> take. So, so like, oh, I, that's, all, that's all weird it's, takes it, to me. It's fine. Like, I get why you have those opinions because you've just explained it. But I'm like, hard pass is really aggressive for just pictures. Also, I, I don't agree. I'll I'll agree on like not liking the like the the uh, Cassie Kane. No, no, the uh, uh, Dinah Lance being like a rock star or whatever. But like, uh, she's she has she's her own character. She doesn't need to be tied to Green Arrow. I don't think she needs to be tied. I do think that she needs. I, th- I think those characters should be together. Well, like in in a relationship, sure, but like I don't, I Mara doesn't only need to be in Aquaman. She can have her own stuff too. No, I don't. I, don't, I, I, I as I was saying it, I realized I was saying it wrong. No, I, I know. Not, I know what you mean. Like we should introduce Green Owl first, but like uh, Birds you, of she's if in the you Birds want of to use her in Birds of Prey, which is what I went, which is what I tried to go into. What yeah. if you use her as Birds in Birds of Prey? You don't make her this version of her because this is not interesting. This was an experiment. I dis- the DC, this I was an experiment though. that DC failed. And immediately went back to classic uh, uh, Diane Lance. I I will agree with you that it failed, but it, there is a large following for that for that version of the character. Much like the Batgirl Burnside stuff, huge following. The Burnside stuff was more successful. And yeah. I'll, Success I'll does you, not mean quality. I'll give you though. that. I don't think this. I don't. I don't. I don't think this version of uh, Black and Air works. I what? will show you an entire Tumblr that will disagree. <laughs> The Tumblr, really? Well, Twitter too. I mean, there's a large majority of people that I, who that's I fine. Like, I disagree you know. with them. That's fine. Yeah. No, See, it just here, it just real quick. The, the, early again, with the the Dinoland stuff, she's more interesting with when she's being on her own doing rock star stuff than being again, when she's on, when she's on her own. Period. I don't like the rock star stuff. Okay, and I'm trying to get back to that. Stop. stop I'm not, I've I said the Green no, Arrow yeah. stuff on accident. That was a no, mistake. I'm, I'm I don't not going mean back to say that. that. No, no. With, with her, with yeah. her as a rock star is yeah. not interesting. She's not a rock star. That was a mistake to bring that to put that character into that setting. Okay, that's fine. That's what I was saying. Okay. I'm, I'm I, not, I'm not ne- nearly invested enough to be upset about this. No, I just think it's a cool take instead of her just being the regular version everyone always sees, like in an Arrow. Here's sure. a new take that no one's seen that people might have a new uh, interest in. It just looks like Suicide Squad 2 to me. See, I I can agree with that. At, yeah. at the end of the day, it just looks like another Suicide Squad. You're going with that same tone. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it doesn't work for me. Uh, I just need more than, than a photo shoot, Yeah, to be honest. Same. Yeah, I, I don't feel like we know what the tone is. It's it's too it's too brief. It's just a song and flashes it's of people. Ni- it's like nineteen seconds. Like, yeah, I don't, like it's yeah. it's not enough for me to judge a tone or anything. We just um, might as well again has been like one of those entertainment weekly. Literally the only I thing always I always go like, to Terminator Genesis with like Matt Smith on the cover with like a gun, and I'm like, oh yeah, that looks really bad. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I like about what what I know of uh, this movie from from all the photos and stuff, and it's not even something I think that was directly shown in this teaser, but but another photo around this whole thing what? was that Harley Quinn has her tattoo of her Harley and Puddin. Yeah. Puddin's crossed out now. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm like, great. I don't need the Joker in this movie. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're showing that I definitely, she's not going to be interested. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the route they're trying to go for for her too. I'm, I'm A-okay with that because I don't need to see Little Joker ever again in my life. I, I think everyone agrees with that. 
I also don't need to see this version of Harley Quinn ever again in my life. But I said on the Suicide Squad commentary, uh, commentary that we did, I, this version of Harley Quinn is, comes from the New 52, and it's kind of a more sexualized version, and I don't like that version. I prefer they might classic shift, Harley. They might wind up shifting it up. Who knows? They could. Margot Robbie's still a great performer for it. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, I don't like the version of Harley <clears throat> Quinn either, but that's the one we got. And once again, Margot Robbie, I thought she was... She was good in Suicide Squad. I'm looking forward to see more of her. You don't have to be happy with what you get, by the way. No, I know, but I'm saying but what you can I, be. But can I'm be. saying what I saw, and so I I don't like Suicide Squad. I hate Suicide Squad. But what I saw of Margot Robbie, I was okay with. I'm like, no, I like this. Now going on, the, now throwing my two cents at Birds of Prey, I'm with I'm on the sparkle side. Is it's just a photo shoot? Who cares? It's like okay, that's what they look like. Cool. I got nothing else. I have nothing, no tone, no nothing was set for me. I, f- I feel like I, just I feel like we need to clarify again. This was this was a proof of this was more so of a proof of concept thing, which it is 19 seconds, but it does it does more to it it, it, it is a tone piece. It is here's the tone we're going for. Here we're started production. Here's the tone we're going for, and that tone that they set in that tra- in that teaser doesn't work for me. I would rather be fun than dark and grim. Yeah, fair. That's fair. I yeah. I don't think this is the this is the way I, I would go with it. Though. Again, like I would much rather have like a Superman movie or a Batman movie. Or I mean, I'll <laughs> I'll also go back to I don't think we need a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, which I've always said that we don't need right now. Yeah, but uh, it's happening, and uh, so you know what you're all, you are right. You McGregor is hot. He is hot. <laughs> he is a good looking dude. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in this, so I'm I'm okay. She looks good. Looks good. Yeah, that you and Gregor, he's a he's a good looking guy. That smile. But you're not I, gonna make a Renee the question. I'm just I'm just not setting it up, maybe. Maybe I'm you don't start gonna, as the question. I'm not gonna judge until we get You closer. started with everything else. Hey man, I, I, I don't know. Alright, yeah. anyway. Uh this one also might be a might be a, a pass for me. Moving on to Agents of Shield season six trailer. That's fair, I understand. Man, like I'm it, kind of okay. I'm just like I'm it bums me out Have so you even hard. watched four or five yet? Yeah, I'm caught up. Okay. I've no, seen we, all we talked about it. I couldn't remember. Yeah, we did a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, if you didn't show me that last five seconds, I would be like, hell yeah, dude. Hell uh, yeah. yeah. This no, is there's exactly a, there's what a, like, I wanted. There's a solid 30 seconds before that ending where I'm like, this looks yeah, like Max in charge. Cool. There's mm-hmm. crazy space shit. There's like new super people. Like, everything looks great. And then Mother F and Coulson walks in. Are you kidding me? You ruined everything but not you set Coulson. up. Evil Coulson. Bad Coulson. Yeah, I'm good. So right before Spark showed me the trailer, he was like, yeah, so... Colson died at the end of season five. It was a great ending. It was like, hey, people are back on shit. I was like, oh, that's so good. Even I'm watching the trailer. I was like, hey, this is getting some pretty. May, May's whole thing, like, I was there. I was, I saw him die. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty good sure she's stuff. pregnant because she said, I came back with something more. So I'm pretty sure she's having a robot baby. A robot baby. <laughs> okay. But the second. Colson's hand makes a part robot. <laughs> but the second I saw Clark Gregg on there, I'm like, no. Yeah, but he's got a shaved head, so he's evil now. I mean, like, and no. they ruined the whole tone that the trailer started with, which was like, oh, Coulson's there, but then Mac walks through a hologram, and you're like, oh, man, yeah, good, yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. It even cool. Says, it even says. Because you still hear him talking, and it's like, I'm okay with hologram, Coulson. Yes. It That's even says fine. in the trailer, Agent Coulson is dead. Just wait 30 seconds, though. Because he is. This uh, is this is some other thing. This is, yeah. I still. This is something that, that this is something they do um, recently in Arrow. Uh, the evil version of a character becomes the main version of the character. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, but, that, but this is this yeah. is a tro- I mean, I'm more so saying this is a trope that that superhero things yeah. do. 
Uh, I don't need to see it in this. I'm hoping that this is actually just he is something else and bad. See, this is and they have to yeah. stop it. This is my and, and uh, that this is confined to the season because they did two seasons at once. If this yeah. is confined to the season, I can be more forgiving as long as Colson actually did die on that beach. Yeah, and that's done. And this is something else, like a stupid clone. And they have to deal with it. It's Ben Riley, and then it's done. I can live with it if yeah. it's handled well. What but outside what if, of that, what if he comes back and he remembers he is Coulson? Nope, yeah. no, but I'm no, evil I'm out. Like I then got, it ended at season five for me. I got good. I got five fair to good seasons. Yeah, I'm okay to end it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm the, everything up to that last point. I was like, man, I'm definitely gonna watch the show. So right, I, yeah, I'm still yeah. gonna watch it. I'm still gonna give and it I'm the shot. Praying, just like we talked about, like Wonder yeah. Woman eighty four. I don't like that Steve Trevor's even mentioned at all. He's dead to me. Leave him dead. Oh, that's so harsh. No, I know, but you know what I mean. Like, e- even if it's magic, whatever. I know, I know what I'm saying. What's yeah, the dead. idea? He's dead to me. He's dead to me. Like, you, why do you ruin a good thing? Right. You guys built up so much goodwill, and the show has had good or bad seasons, like every TV show does. The last and two I, were pretty good. Though. Yeah, and I thought I was like, wow, like I'm totally invested in Shield again. Yeah, and the last two were so they good. Ripped the rug. And and I thought, man, this is the perfect place to end the show. You should just do it. How about and then two they're more like, seasons? No, we're making two more seasons. I'm like, boy, I hope they handle it right. And I was so optimistic till the last five seconds of this trailer. And now I'm like, man, why you got it? I wonder if like if like uh, the, the people who made the trailer, like the studio, was like looking at the reaction and going, "Oh, this is not what we expected." Right? Oh no, we thought people would be happy that Clark Gregg is back. No, uh, Hobbs and Shaw released a trailer. Yeah, they did. That's a long trailer. Hey, um, so I guess we're now a sci-fi franchise. Hey, we're stepping up. <laughs> Fast and Furious has superhumans now. Yeah. Okay. So. What here's the thing? Who like, cares? It, 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 Let's do it. it. It has to keep escalating, and I assumed we would be going to space. Nope, we're having X Men. I don't know why everybody always assumed we know, were going it's to always, space. It's always because, a like, joke. I, I didn't think we would be going into metahumans. Sure. I didn't think and we would turn fair, into a superhero movie. To be fair, we probably not. Yeah, it could be just like scientific just augmentation. Hit, yeah, he's like a, oh, like it a is. cyborg. Yeah, yeah. So it's scientific augmentation. One of, one of the things that one of the things that I I didn't um, one of the things I I, I liked about this franchise. Uh, that I think Hobbs and Shaw is going to kind of, I don't want to say ruin, that's not the right word, but it is kind of like taking away from, is that while, yes, they kept getting bigger and they kept escalating, they never went into science fiction. Yeah. They always kind of kept into fiction, uh, kind of outlandish fiction, but never science yeah, fiction. Yeah, like insane action, but it's still like, it's still believable? It, it's, 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 it's not believable. Vin Diesel broke up. Parking garage. Uh, essentially, <laughs> essentially, they're flipping the worst, the, p- the worst that they ever got was stupid computer hacking in Fate of the Furious. Yeah, and, uh, and also it was never it was never like this. And also, Brandon, they probably have a, a bunch of physics professors on the side, and as they're doing these crazy scenes, they're flipping them off because no, they, screw you, physics. Th- th- that's a stupid. No, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> yeah, like when Vin Diesel broke that parking garage with his foot. <laughs> <laughs> the rock hit a torpedo. The street hits back. <laughs> Bam! Um, and yet, for some reason, was, he it, did that to Jason Statham, and they're like, you know, I think Jason Statham is definitely the guy who needs to go after yeah. this, this criminal. He <laughs> never got me, beat by a parking garage. That scene was awesome, but still it, dumb. But again, it never it's not science fiction. Like it's never. No, I'm with you. It's I know never what you're science saying. fiction. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And now we've gone into that realm. Yeah. And I'm a little worried it's going to lose the the idea I was always kind of worried about that with having spinoffs because you're getting away from the core group anyway um, and I think something was lost in Fate of the Furious without Brian being there uh, but not not enough to like, like ruin that film yeah I feel that I think that this film has a lot to accomplish now going into a new realm and getting away from the core group of characters so yeah I, I 100% feel what you're saying uh, it so the reason I'm oh, thank God I was worried no, I was alone no no like uh, 
like I wasn't like in love with this trailer, but like mm-hmm. it is a fun action set piece. It is indeed. And that's what I expect from this movie. And again, like it is not the next Fast and the Furious. It's a side movie. So yes, it is it is going a weird scientific route. But again, this isn't Vin Diesel doing this stuff. This is the side story. So I'm imagining Right, but the yeah. but going away from the core characters yeah. is my other thing. Like if we go away from the core characters, do we then lose what makes the franchise unique and special? I don't think I don't think I don't this think is gonna so. be I don't think this is going to be that much like the other Fast and Furious movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. This I think like if a, it like was, you would weapon. question why, why Vin there. Diesel and the others weren't there. It had to be something that they couldn't handle. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, sense. So I, it's a little weird to have the science fiction stuff to it. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But it does at least make me go, I understand why they're why like Hobbs isn't trying to call in Toretto yeah. on this one. Yeah. Like, I get it. And it makes sense. To and me. here's my my ultimate like crazy. This is how we end the franchise. They still work really well together, by the way. Jason Statham. And oh, hundred percent. That's why, Johnson. like, I and we're gonna get over Jason Statham being a murderer, and he's just a good guy now. He's Magneto. Like, we just accept it. Boy, I have issues with that. <laughs> yeah, I, like I do too. But like, you know what, man? Like, uh, Magneto's this a hero. Series, <laughs> this series is like the good Transformers series, where it just gets bigger and more bombastic and weird and yeah. silly, and you're just like, I don't give a crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like you really don't. You're just having a good time, and yeah. as long as this movie keeps up that tradition, that's really all I care about. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. My my favorite Fast film is Fast Five. I that, think that's the bank fault. Yeah. yeah, that's that, that's, that's a really good one. That's the one to me that encapsulates everything that I feel is great about the franchise. About the franchise, it doesn't. It, it is big bombastic action, but it never loses sight of the family of the characters. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's the and and it's the one where the cast really clicked. That, that is a great cast of characters. Right. Um, and I, I always kind of go back <clears throat> to that. Does that does this film match that? Does this film match that? And I think uh, six, seven, and eight, eight less so, but six, seven specifically. Do still feel like that, like that Fast Five yeah. kind of template. Sure. And I think this might be the first one that we go away from that hard path, uh, like hard, yeah. hard left it, turn. It is, but again, it is. it's a yeah. spinoff, so yeah. I don't judge it on necessarily the same scale, like scale. Yeah, because it's in it's yeah. in the world, but it's not, you know. And even the naming convention, if they called it Fast and Furious colon. Hobbs and Shaw. Then I would be like, "This is weird that we're doing science fiction." But th- they are Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. Yeah, it's it's Hobbs and Shaw. So like, I'm like, you know what, man? This is a weird like. Hey, this is what they were doing one day. Yeah. Like, I'm totally cool with that. And in the next <clears throat> movie, nine, like they're not going to be in it, but we're still getting it. Although this film, this film does uh, continue the the uh, frustrating naming sensibilities of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Now yeah. this is Fast and Furious presents colon yep. Hobbs and Shaw. Is that the beginning? Right. Is that Come the on, end? man. Yeah. Uh, but. I, it's it's one of the best action directors in Hollywood right now. Like yeah, yeah. it just looks like it just looks like a hell of a good time. They have such good chemistry. Great cast. Great yeah, cast. It looks super fun. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise after this. But but this looks. I'm not against it. Yeah, I guess they're talking about doing an all female uh, spinoff. Mm. Which I'm, yeah. All right, which I'm kind of into. No, uh, I'm really, think I'm really, characters there. I'm really glad to see Idris Elba as uh, the villain in this movie because I really enjoy Idris Elba as a bad guy. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, and also the Jungle Book. Such a beyond. Okay, <laughs> sure. But yeah, the action looks great. I mean, even when I was watching this movie, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but man, all these action scenes look great. Oh man, when he's flying down the, when, he, when yeah. he's jumping when, down like, the thing, and when Dwayne Jason jo- Statham's just in the elevator, just in the <laughs> elevator, it's just an elevator. He's just and Jason Statham's just going, pew, and you can see the rock say "F you." Yeah, it was so good. That was no, really, I really, I, I did and like again, that. this was like uh, this was a long trailer, and it showed a lot of stuff. So it makes me wonder, like, is this just one long action movie where there's all there's, it's there's so much stuff we haven't seen because they showed a lot of action scenes. Yeah, 
like there wasn't a lot of just people talking. There was a lot of punching. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is going to be a hell of a ride. Hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Anything more you guys wanted to bring up before we get out of here? Nope. Oh, no. All righty then. So for our main topic today, we're going to do a bit of a mix of our book club and our main topic. Uh, Ryan, you hey. introduced us to Deadly Class. Yeah. Again. Uh, again. So yeah, when we first started the book club, before we were all reading it, this is one of my books because it's one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, and when it got announced last year, it was getting a TV show. I was in disbelief. Because, you know, uh, it's a really violent, crazy image book. Not only was it on sci-fi, which was like, oh, sci-fi is making good stuff now, though. Yeah, happy. Um, happy. happy is yeah. really Krypton. violent. Yeah, uh, their, their, uh, their quality levels has jumped a lot. Um, yeah. Um, not only is it actually coming out, but it's being created and developed by Rick Remender, the creator of the book. And right. Joe and Anthony Russo. Yeah, uh, they're the producers, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really scary because if, if this is bad... Then, like, maybe Rick Remender doesn't know how to do television. But I personally think this show is very successful and it does exactly what that book is trying to do in terms of uh, feeling isolation, feeling sad, uh, wondering where you are in the world, like wanting to have people love you so you pretend to be someone you're not. Uh, but this is that to the extreme where you're a psychopathic murderer. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the worst high school you could possibly go to because the, the knives that they stab in your back are real, which is a great line. Yeah. Uh, I love this book and I love the first episode. Uh, and I'm glad we're talking about it. I really liked the episode. Yeah, uh, we 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 all watched the pilot. Yes, um, and th- there are three episodes out. Yep. Uh, but uh, we only watched <laughs> the pilot. Um, my only thing that I think the book does better, and I'm not, uh, and I, I'm not sure if the show does it eventually, but the school in the show mm-hmm. looks like it was at once above ground, but now only exists underground. Yeah, and only in like catacombs and not like as a complete. A building, but in the comic, it is a complete building that yeah. is underground. It's like a it's like a giant school, yeah. Yeah, and I think that was cool to see, and I would have liked to have seen that in the in the yeah, show uh, also. But I don't know. Maybe they do it later. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, because like they they go into some like meat deli and yes. go underground, and then there's like a door. So like, who knows what that uh, architecture is like? Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the in the book, it is just a building underground. So it's a giant. It's a giant college underground. Yeah, right. Yeah. The difference is, um, our main character Marcus <laughs> in the comic is fourteen. And he is definitely much more likely 17 or 18, as, right. are, as are all the characters. And I think, much like Game of Thrones, they upped the ages of all those characters. Because if the Mother of Dragons was 14 in Game of Thrones, a television show, I think people would have a very different reaction to that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the oh, the actor, the main actor who plays uh, Marcus? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in New Mutants. Is he really? Yeah. He is so good. Yeah, I That him dude a lot. is so charming and talented and, like, smug. And he just, like, he... Every character here, I think, is perfectly represented. So I read the book first. Yeah. No, no, sorry. I read. I watched the show first, and, Inch- then, I, interesting. and then, I, then I read the book. I okay. kind of did that on purpose because I wanted to see the differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I don't know why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of made a bullshit excuse for why I did it. Um, the uh, interesting thing about watching the show is that I had preconceived notions of how the character interactions are already going to be. Yeah. And in the book, they're very different. Yeah. That because in the in the in the show get day one he's isolated mm-hmm. he right. only got that one friend <clears throat> but in the book the they got, he's got a cast of characters like these people and it's not the same cast of characters that we thought was, that we thought we're going to in the show mm-hmm. it's the all the characters you meet in the, in the beginning they're all friends yeah there's even one that's not even in the show right now uh was it a be- bedlam or uh, uh the guy with glasses yeah guy. yeah the guy yeah, who, yeah. who shits his pants yeah, yeah. They, just, yeah. they just took him out yeah. he right might out. show up later because he is he's very important to the book so sure. i imagine he'll show up later. they they gave they gave, they gave his all his parts to, to the punk rocker yeah 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 uh and 
the so another thing about the architecture of the school they they're at one point they're on top of this New York skyline yep. in the show but in the in the book they're all underground so yeah. again where is the school uh it is interesting yeah it's uh, just maybe under a meat deli I guess I guess because when San Francisco to, skyline by the way sorry when you have to transfer to real life maybe it was a lot harder to actualize his Possibly. weird giant underground school also yeah. uh Benedict Wong's awesome yeah, yeah. I, th- I think everyone is really good in the show yeah he's I, he's super menacing yeah Benedict Wong is really good in the show I, I liked him a lot no Benedict Wong is actually my favorite part of um deadly of the, the show same. deadly class same because I, I re- actually right because I read the book first and then I watched the television show mm-hmm. and as I was watching the show I liked Benedict Wong more because it's like because in the book, Master Lin is only shows up for a few pages, whereas in the show, you get some more depth. Like you, he talks about his first kill. Mm-hmm. Is the guy is the guy who killed who, who the drunk driver who killed his wife and child. Yeah. So I'm like, nah. Oh yeah, and how he's talking about it, where he's where he's like, um, <clears throat> does that make you feel better? He's like, yes. That person is no longer allowed to live. No. Yeah. yeah. He says. He says, did it make you feel better? Did it make it better? And he's like, no. But. Because he doesn't say like it, it. It wasn't that much. Better. Oh right, right. He's saying that, uh, you know, because uh, it didn't. Your wife and child are still dead, and he's like, yes, and so are the men who did that. Yeah, like they're dead too. I like. I like. And that. that's a little better. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot because he's just like they were not allowed to live another day. Yeah. 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 So and, and I, I thought that was good. I, I kind of think I like Master Lin better in the show than I did the book because in the show he's like, yeah, I'm like Master Yoda. I can't kill you. Like in the first scene, he whacks the Dixie Mob's girl's nose. I love just the Dixie Mob brutally. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. That, that's a very great start to a show. Just like you, you, like if you don't know anything about the show, like he's just talking about he's talking about war. Or Whack whatever. her and splash the blood on your main character. Yeah, and yes. then and then she she like wipes the blood off of her off her broken nose and then and licks, licks it, it. Yeah. seductively. And then he opens a note that she passed him and it says you're dead mutt with Nazi symbols everywhere because right, yeah. she's she's an evil Nazi. Yeah, what like the... the characters are so rich and crazy and like the Victor? best stereotypes. Victor, the Russian dude yes. when he gets poisoned, um, yes, was so good because like I need to use I need to use the restroom. I was like you should have known that you were gonna get poisoned. Yeah, and it's like oh no, yeah, learn from his mistakes. So I I didn't. I prefer in the book the way that he becomes part of the Umbrella Academy, which is that he Umbrella walks, Academy. Uh, sorry, that he becomes. Wow, well, <laughs> that's another book. No, wow. yeah, it's a, you gotta admit there's some similarities oh, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. it, the way that he becomes part of it because he uh, steps out, and then Saya goes and she's like, "Hey, I know what you're going back to. Yeah, like don't do it." And she doesn't have to lure him back with a kiss or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like, "Hey, you know, nothing good is out there." And he walks back and he's like, "All right, I'll do this." And then Master Lin is like, "All right." But you turned it down. Yeah. Uh, I don't accept you, so somebody else has got to vouch for you. Yeah. I gave you the chance. I so. gave you the chance, yeah. and you said no. And, and that, like, I'm always going to remember that. And I wish that those beats were still in the show. Yeah, because that was that was something I thought was really great. I don't like in the show that Saya Kyle kind of lures him back with a kiss. And, and everything. here's the thing that's that's different. As someone who's read you know much much further, sure, sure. they're setting up stuff. Uh, that in the comics happens way later. I'm sure. So stuff with him and Sire, they're doing in episode one. I'm like, this is weird. Or, and Ma- and Master, yeah. One of the things that, that it ch- does change the, di- the, the <clears throat> dynamic of Master Lin and Marcus in the show, it gives him a little bit, it gives Marcus a way to look at Master Lin as a mentor. Yeah. And less, and in the comic, you don't get that. Like, he, he's a very cold yes. uh, person in the comic. No, in the comic, Master Lin is like, this fool will just straight up murder you in cold blood and not lose a week of sleep over it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I like Ben, I mean, also Ben Kwong, he's a great actor. But all that, even like when si- in the show when Saya goes back to uh, Marcus and kisses him, I'm like, I'm sitting there going, what? And then 40 minutes later, 
uh, Maria kisses him, and I'm like, wait, what? Huh? I, I'm not surprised that Saya would, like, that it's stuff that would happen later. I figured that's why it was happening in the show. But it bummed me out because I'm like, I kind of preferred when it was a choice he made. Yeah. Uh, because of being presented with the information. He wasn't He wasn't necessarily like, I want. I don't want to put it too harshly in yeah. this, but like seduced back into coming no, to the school. No, that's exactly what happened. It's, yeah. it's, it was more just like, hey, you know, I know what you're going to, you're just going to yeah. live on the streets and eventually, you're not going to make it a year. What the, are you going to do? Yeah, the reason, and I prefer yeah. that. I, I agree. I think it does the same, th- I think it does the same thing, it just in a different way because like his whole thing is isolation and like he just wants someone <laughs> to love him and even if like, this, it doesn't make sense why this girl would be kissing him, but it feels so real. Yeah. So, like, I, I do prefer the comic, but I have no problems with, with the way he's brought back to the school because this beautiful girl just kissed him, and, like, she wants me. Like, why? I got to figure this out. I real quickly want to... We're just going to talk about something really quick uh, before I forget it. There is a panel straight out of The Dark Knight Returns in this mo- in this book. Which one? So, it, it, he's he's going through an acid trip, and he's, you know, clicking through the TV I am screens. the acid king. <laughs> I am the acid king. He's clicking through the TV screens. And he goes, and he goes, as one is like the great and terrible Oz. Click, identified himself as Harvey. D- oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's what you mean. And if you look at the, and if you look at the panel work, yeah, that's straight up in the Dark Knight Returns. <clears throat> yeah, that's Frank Miller's art. Yeah. this is a panel from the Dark Knight Returns. Nice. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I mean, it's the right time for it. Eighty-seven. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just uh, thought that was really funny. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of the art of this comic, like it is so like I don't know how to describe Wes Craig's art because it is very much they a, use it in the in, in the, the comic in the show. or in the movie or in the show yeah, the show yeah when it has a flashback um I would describe it as like western anime or excuse me western manga like it's very cartoony but it doesn't have like giant eyes mm-hmm. but it's it's not like traditional comic art like it's very it's very stylized what's the, the African American kid's name again Willie Willie yeah I like how he bonds with Marcus in the show more than I do in the comic yeah um I like. Mostly because they talk about comics, yeah, uh, and indie comics and versus things. Um, Actually, th- just—that's the one thing I disagree on. I like their relationship more in the comic than I did the show. But continue. Uh, um, let me see if I can remember what my point was. The I liked how, uh, speaking of comic art, how graphic and sadistic mm-hmm. his origin story is. It's so sad. And the like you like. Jesus, he was like there was killed by a suicider. So yeah, like it takes place in the '80s, and like his thing is like yeah, Reagan uh, like cut funding to mental hospitals. So uh, this crazy lady jumped off a bridge, and she landed on my parents and killed them both. That's in the comic. In the show, yeah. it's off a tall building in San yeah. Francisco, which I thought I, was interesting. I, yeah. I think that's just because it's easier to film at that building for probably, him to return yeah. there than at the bridge. Yeah, I, probably. Uh, speaking around that moment, I still want to go back to that moment where Sai lured him back. Oh, yeah. In the show, this is another moment. In the comic, I really liked it. And in the show, I was disappointed, is uh, when he almost walks off the ledge. Yeah. I didn't like the placement of that in the show because, again, it's Saya telling him, don't do it. Yeah. In the comic, he's about to take the step and he hears his dad's yes. voice saying, this isn't a dress rehearsal. This yeah. is, you know, you get one go. I agree with that. And that makes him... And I think that's a stronger message to anybody who's ever contemplated suicide yes. to put out there than somebody, a girl I coming up. And, yeah. and that, that bummed me out because I thought that was a really strong moment in the comic. Not having that in the show bummed me out. I uh, I also... Um, Even though that line is in there in a different place, I think it loses the impact because he yeah. does say that line like top of the show and it doesn't have the same meaning. No, I 100% agree with that. <coughs> um, I think uh, for, uh, if you're listening to this, like spoilers. like Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's way past that. Um I, the pilot, guys. Yeah, it's Come a pilot, on. yeah. And um, the first volume. I, I, I like 
what they did in the show. So they have they have a, a lab assignment is to go kill someone who deserves it. Right. I think a comic does it infinitely better because they end up killing a good person. Right. And that's what makes it much more powerful than <laughs> than going and actually murdering. Like it's not like murder is a good thing, but like the the comic of him killing this veteran who might have done something bad. Because like Marcus in, is like, I don't have a choice. Someone has to die tonight. I thought that was it, really. I thought that was really weird. The change. Yeah, I do too. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah. Like, I think. I think I like both, but for different ways. Yeah. But it's a really interesting change to to go from Rory. It's the same character, same yeah. design. Right. Uh, Rory being this nice, well-to-do guy who yeah. just had bad luck. Hobo Viggo Mortensen. Hobo, Hobo Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. Uh, to change that exact same character into a sadistic murderer. It's it gives Marcus more sympathy. Or 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 yeah, because in the comic he kills a good person. So I don't. I think Marcus has a bad person right and in the the show like he has like someone's gotta die might as well be his bad person so i don't feel as bad for him yeah the comic the way the comic does it both with that choice some of the other choices that we've talked about and and things that happen further in the that the show hasn't covered in the first episode uh kind of paint him as more of a like um by the seat of his pants screw up yes uh and i think it gets a little more into what a genuine uh high schooler in his position the mind is of you know uh, he's very, he's very much like, very judgmental of others and mm-hmm. very, very skeptical. And the, the whole honesty thing that he has in the comics, where he's like, "You're just proving my point." You know, people don't like honesty, that yeah. kind of attitude. But he's also when he gets super weight like high at the end of the first volume, he's like, "Man, but I, I suck because all I really want is company, and I'm terrible at the, da, da, da. you know, all of that kind of breaking apart in the two different sides of his persona." Yeah. And I don't think the show goes for that as hard and doesn't show the like foul yet, ups yeah. and the mistakes. You're right. But I mean like Rory being it's a, a good first person, step of going they're not gonna go as the, far. That's part of the like, you know, making those mistakes, kind yeah. of being too too rash, too fast yeah. with his choices. You yeah, know, I agree. It, it could be in a TV show you do have to make your character a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah. Um for people to for people to stick around because it's already about a bunch of more more really inreprehensible people. So like you got to have someone have a little bit of good reprehensible. Thank you for, for a comic. You can get away with that more yeah. more so than you can with a TV show, and that yeah. could be why the why the change. Um, but it was still you know it's still good that the the revealing of Willie being a pacifist I love is that. a lot earlier yeah. in the story than it is in the comic. I love both versions. Out. I love so, it. Yeah, I think both versions really work. I think it's an awesome twist on on like I thought that character was just going to be it's going to be his, his best friend gang thug. He's like, "Oh no, he hates violence and his mom put him here to make him stronger." I'm like that's such a baller thing. And in the com- in the comic it's his uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I right. love that part about Willie. Both <laughs> in the book and in the TV show is like Willie straight up saying cuz at first you think like cuz like when Willie rolls up in the car He's like, hey, I ain't no bitch like Chico. Pulls out his uh, piece. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then later on, it's like, no, nah, but you're 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 not gonna pull the trigger. And then he's like, no, I'm passive. Like, this is, wow, okay, yeah. Uh, let's, I want to touch on something in the comic that the show hasn't done, that to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I, I've only watched the pilot too, so I don't know. Okay, the animal effer. Oh, his roommate from the boys' home. Yeah, I think I. Th- I don't know if that character is in it at all, yeah. and I hope he is because that is some of the cruelest, grossest, vilest, like bad guy. It might be difficult to do that on a TV show, a hundred percent. Because even even Happy, and I'm not only an episode into Happy, yeah. but even Happy has toned down the violence towards yeah. children. Sure. Uh, so they probably don't want to. They probably would want to turn the violence towards animals. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's there's a character who has who has sex with animals a lot. Yeah. And he's a he's, he's oh gross the first and time bad. we see him he's like masturbating to a to a 
a dog, poodle, a poodle, a on, a, poodle on a TV show. Yeah, TV show? yeah, uh, yeah. Real he, gross. He's, he's a a real gross guy, and like he's burned. He's burned by whatever fire took up the yeah. took up the boy's home. Oh, right? Yeah, so everyone thinks Marcus, the main character, is like this badass killer, uh, because like he burned up a boy's home, but like maybe he didn't. Yeah, the maybe show, the accident. show, the show tells you immediately in the first episode. I that's not what that's not what happened. Yeah, it's not me. Whereas in the comic. It doesn't. It, uh, I'm assuming it probably volume two or three yeah. where, where it finally revealed what happened. That's what there. I mean. Like it's 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 going super fast, but also super slow at the same time. It's really you. It's really cool, and I'm glad it's not just a recreation of the comic. Yeah. Um. It keeps the major points, but changes some things around. Um. But I, I think I think the sh- the shows started off real strong. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so too. I like the show. I uh, cannot wait until I am the Acid King. Because that that is legitimately one of my favorite yeah, issues and, of a comic. And it the is comic insane. Go, in the comic, they go to Las Vegas. They go to Vegas, and they have a and they have an acid trip. A bad acid trip. Like uh, there's uh, so Marcus is worried about getting bunk, uh, bunk drugs, like bad drugs. Uh, and he's like, oh, I don't I don't trust anyone. And he just eats this entire roll of paper that's meant for like twenty people, mm-hmm. and he eats it all at once. And he has the biggest acid trip of his, of anyone's life. And it's really right. cool. And how it's, it's really uh, interesting. Articulated. Uh, yeah, you better hope those were fake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like I, I posted on my Instagram because I thought it was so fun. Like he's just like tripping balls, and he's like, I don't know what's going on. And then Candy starts talking, and he's like, Oh, biggity boogity, you're going through hell, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, it's the. Also talk about you know things happening faster than the, than the comic, but also slow. Uh, the relationship between uh, him and what's the what's the Maria Lizzie? Maria. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember it was a reference to. West Side Story. Maria. Um, Mar- Maria, the relationship there happens a lot later, a little, not a lot later, but la- later in the book, whereas in the in the show, it looks like they're taking their time. The confrontation with uh, Ch- uh, Chico, Chico. Chico is uh, much quicker in the in the book. I th- uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the show, I mean. Yeah, um, but I don't think that's, because that's not the ultimate, excuse me, that's yeah. not the ultimate confrontation. Because in the comic, uh, he he's killed. Yeah, the, so I think that's still going to happen. It's just they're going to have another one. They yeah, just, they yeah had they're they... going to drag it out for a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that the whole sequence in Vegas. I think no. the whole those couple issues the, work a lot. The second I, I they like get to Ve- the second they get to Vegas, like when uh um uh, like when Marcus is like tripping out underneath the the car when they're at the Grateful Dead concert, yeah, and he he's like, let the mountains go the way, and they're like, yeah, the mountains aren't gonna go away, buddy. You just gotta get out of the car. You just gotta get in the car, and we'll, we're gonna no. The, what was it? The, um, the digital mountains. the digital mountains. The digital mountains. But what really one of my favorite parts of this book was when I, when I was reading it was the um how, what's your name Ryan. Uh, Wes Craig. Wes Craig. How he drew... Wes Craig, Vin. All right. Okay. Jeez. All right. Well, it's how he drew Circus Circus on LSD. Oh, if you're yeah. on LSD, I'm pretty sure Circus Circus is the last place you want to go in Vegas because that place is trippy as balls already when you're not on drugs. Yeah. All those lights. Oh, yeah. And it's a good... It's a pretty good uh, drawing of what uh, what being on drugs is like. It's like, yeah. Uh, man. Um, where does this, Where does the volume end? Do you remember? Uh, it ends with um, the the guy from his the boys from home? the boys' home taking Chico's body away. Oh, that's right. You never you never know when you're gonna need a dead dead bad guy. <laughs> yeah, and he takes his body away, and then they're driving back, and that's when he has the same line that he has at the end of the episode, which is uh, that when you're surrounded by like death, you you find. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, I really I really love the way the comic ends because like he he's going after Saya who's like the unattainable one. Right. And then there's Maria who like likes him. So it's like a weird triangle. Because he's unobtainable. Because he's unobtainable, right. And she's like, oh, if, if he realizes he can have me, then he'll just be with me, right? Right. But in the comic, uh, when they're driving back, Saya gives him a look that's like representative, like, ooh, maybe she's starting to get into him. Right. And man, I really, I, the next volumes, guys, are like, if you like this, this is so good. It's yeah. so good. 
Do we have anything more we want to, we want to touch on? Um, Henry Rollins is in the show as a poison master. That dude's the, like the king of heavy metal. So like, uh, it's really cool to see. Yeah, that the was show. good. Yeah, I could definitely tell this is a Rick Remender book. I mean, I could really. I I don't know if because I know I recognize Rick Remender as a great writer, but I don't know if I just don't. I don't like his style all that much. He Rick Remender is is very much a a rebel. I down with the authority. F the man. Black Science is very much the same. Yeah, he's similar. literally about anarchist. Yeah, um, that's why I resonate with him because I am very much. I might seem like a nice, well-rounded boy, but I have lots of darkness inside of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan's still an angsty goth from high school. Years. Oh, I never, I never stopped. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that'll do it. Yeah. Um, so uh, this also served as our book club. My book club next week, uh, as I've said before, I'm a hu- I'm a huge Dragon Ball kick, guys. After Broly, I can't, I can't kick it out. Oh, are you doing I, it? I can't get rid of Are it. you doing it? I'm gonna do. Uh, is it doing it? I'm gonna do yeah. Dragon Ball. That time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Yeah. Oh, I'm, it's on. I'm almost done reading that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I need to borrow it from someone, please. I'll finish it and you can have it. Thank you. Yep. I, I don't have it with me. I, I would. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited because... Did I, you already read it? Uh, I'm almost there. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's very it's a very quick read. Hey, you guys realize what this means? I'm not the only person who um, suggested a manga for the book club anymore. No, that's true. That's true. There we go. We did it. Uh, I, as, I, as I said, I just can't seem to get rid of this Dragon Ball itch. <laughs> You're just welcome. Start, just do to start super. It. I'm going to... It's, I'm it's gonna, there. I it's have there it. for you. I have super. It's dubbed. I you know uh, I I haven't felt like this since I was uh, since I was going home to watch Toonami. Toonami right? Isn't it Same. great? Same, Isn't right? it great? You're just like man. I need more Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that'll do it for this. <laughs> Real week. quick, somebody asked a question on Twitter: Is Goku turning Super Saiyan the grip, the biggest moment in anime? It's is there really a big? Good. Is there a bigger moment? Like legitimately, not just because like Dragon Ball is awesome, but like if in terms of like fan response what it meant for like a community at that like, moment it was something that was so it's like it's literally legendary like a- astronomically huge yeah. like you've kind of heard of a, of a super saiyan but it was it, it seemed unattainable like now you watch the show and you're like anything's attainable yeah but then maybe that was really good it's the biggest moment in anime like Nothing from Naruto, I think, tops it. And I like no Naruto. anything anything that came from like Naruto or something after that. They're all inspired by that moment. Yeah. So you you kind of you have to like straight up the Naruto and the One Piece writers have both said, well, Dragon Ball Z is our major inspiration. I think I so. Think like Goku turned Super Saiyan is like the biggest moment in anime history. That remi- that's that very remi- very likely. Yeah. That reminds True. me of the of the images that they that they had with Naruto and 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 One Piece giving away like you know to the, and like yeah, I remember our mentor and it was Goku. Aww. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, really I've seen. Sweet. Yeah, I've seen those where they're like talking to like a Boruto or a Deku from My Hero Academia. He's like, "Hey, go off!" And it's like, "Yeah, remember when you're done?" And it's a picture of like Ichigo, Monkey D. Luffy, and Naruto with Goku. Remember, like something like that. Yeah, sure. Awesome. What? <laughs> monkey, monkey. Man, D. get Luffy. the hell out of there, Ichigo. Um, <laughs> the talking about Deadly Class real quick though. Uh, the show has a really great soundtrack. Oh, I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. So this is. So we talked about Bumblebee. Yeah. A couple weeks slash months. Hey, man, you're in the 80s. So, yeah, Bumblebee, all of those songs, everybody knows. Like, hey, have you ever listened to an 80s song? This is definitely one of those songs. This is a soundtrack where even I was like, oh, I don't know this song, and that makes me happy. That's because Rick Remender is totally a boy of the 80s. Oh, man, did you guys read the afterwards uh, uh, about Rick Remender talking about the book in, in, in this book? You guys? I didn't have the I didn't have the rap. Okay. Um, it just talks about him literally like, yeah, I grew up in San Francisco in 1987 and like I grew up around violence and, and punk rock music and I turned, I was a punk rock kid and a lot of the book, uh, this is me in my youth and I'm just making it more violent than it was. Uh, and a lot of the music is representative of that because he picks all the music and the music is so good. 
the last song, which is all in the orchestra, it's when the, the fire's burning, when they burn up Rory. That's a New Order song, and the last song time I heard that song was at a Metal Gear Solid trailer. Wow. Boom! I love it. Uh, so yeah, so my book club next week will be Dragon Ball: The Time of God Reincarnated as Yamcha, and that'll that'll <laughs> do it. That'll do it for this episode, I guess. Um, next week, the Lego Movie Two, the second part. Uh, the Man, week, that came I, up real quick. Yeah, completely forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, and apparently it's not bad. Thank God. That's and what the, they're saying. The week after, Alita: Battle Angel. Apparently, it might be bad. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, the week after that, How to Train Your Dragon Three. Definitely not bad. Yeah. Damn it, Funko, you spilled it for me. Uh, why'd you Why'd you look it up? Why'd you look at it? I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Me, neither did I. I was open Instagram. Up. Boom. Why? Yeah. Okay, I have not seen it, but I don't Ryan, go on Funko's page. I don't go on Ryan, Funko's page. I I didn't think it's gonna ruin anything. It's, yeah, Ryan it's, it's and just I a, talked about it's it. It's just a bit. nice. I know it's it's a nice surprise. The yeah. uh, the the merchandising for Captain Marvel, by the way, hardcore spoiling everything about that film. Yeah, stay away. Um, now I'm I'm definitely worried about that one. Yeah. The scrolls are involved, so I'm like, oh no, I don't wanna. I yeah. don't wanna. That there, there's a figure I saw yesterday. I'm like. Why would you have this? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then I guess uh, we will be we'll probably maybe doing a, a Super Bowl special, depending on what comes out. We'll let you know after the Super we'll Bowl. Let you know. Yeah, if, if there's a special release By later, the time you're listening then to there this, are trailers. You'll know. You'll know if we did yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we will judge it on whether we feel like we'll talk for a, more than a half hour about those yeah. trailers. And I think this is, uh, I think this is good, to, good to, to bring up here. Uh, we are going to start a series of specials. Uh, about the MCU films. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah, we are. Yeah, leading oh up God. to Avengers Endgame. So uh, we'll give you more details as, as it gets closer to the release of the first one. I'm so excited wanna, to watch all those. Don't lock down anything yet. So yeah, should be really exciting. I've never seen a Marvel movie. Are they good? No, they're terrible. Damn. I'll just stick with Justice League. Ben, you want to start? When are we? Never mind. I'll ask off. Uh, off air. <laughs> yeah. Um. So as you all know, we are a fun- speaking of Funko. Uh, spoilers of the spoilers. Uh, Funko, uh, we, uh, we are a Funko affiliate. Use the link in the description and use promo code SHOP10 for, 50, for 10% off your purchase. We get a kickback somehow. But don't go to their website. They have spoilers for our podcast. Oh, so, so many spoilers for Spoilers were dope. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, uh, who does our uh, intro music and stuffs. And uh, you can find him at Jeremy, Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. So Reverend Proctologist is a, is a podcast he does. He just released an update recently, which is super exciting. So we can have some more there. Um, there's more, some more there, but you can find all that on facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official, Instagram at suburban podcast. Uh, you can find that on iTunes, really funny stuff. Uh, thank you to Mike Matola who does our logo for both miscellaneous and fake nerd. And I can say with like 90% certainty, a new episode of miscellaneous will be coming out this week. Hell yeah. I'm saying 90% because you never know. I might lose my mind some more, but, it, <laughs> but it should be. Hey guys, you <laughs> like that TV show glappy? <laughs> Jesus. Glad, uh, glad you know, and happy. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Ben? Ben Magnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. Rai Rai? One more thing about Deadly Class. So there's Rai Rai. There's no real quick. So uh, in the show and the comic, because uh, I forgot, it's a great scene. Um, he smokes, he finds a, a, a jazz cigarette on the ground right. and he picks it up and it was laced with oh, PCP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he walks by a TV and Ronald Reagan's on TV and he's like, hey, Marcus, don't I told you not to do those drugs. And he comes out of the TV like and the then ring and, then he, and he's yeah. chasing him. Chasing in, him in into day, the Day of the, the day Dead, dead celebration. Very yeah. spooky the first time I saw it. Very yeah. spooky. Loved yeah. it. That was really good. At DJ Tony Snark. That was really good. Um, you, can find, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate, review, wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, or whenever they, they listen to us next. Change the world with a bullet. Stay fake, nerd.